All I ask, Brooke, is that you show a little bit of appreciation that I just get 20 minutes to relax when I come home instead of being attacked with questions and nag the whole damn thing. You think that I nag you? That's all you do! Oh, Mr. McFeely left so fast. As soon as we started talking about divorce, I guess that's something he doesn't like to talk about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Welcome to Last Men on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt took the month of August off to mourn the loss of his good friend Jeffrey Epstein. Or as Matt called him, what I would have been if I were rich and preferred girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about Epstein a little bit, but I'm sure you were shocked by his uh, third attempt. I know you have some conspiracy theories around his death, of course. Oh, as if that's like, you know, implausible. I'm, it, I you, hate. You would think even even like a, a a housewife who doesn't believe in conspiracies would be like that seems a bit strange. I think housewives are the, the basis of all conspiracies, but I, I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> even I I do not. The reason I never believe in conspiracies is because the people they presume the people that the conspiracy theorists presume are pulling off the conspiracies are always like idiots. Yeah. And they always assume like five idiots got together and came up with a major an amazing plan. Like you know even well, from this like, is this wouldn't involve a ton of people. It's like a jail. Yeah. So it's like basically the warden from, uh, you know, the Shawshank. So it's, it's like, all right, turn the cameras off, kill the guy. Like, it's not. Do you think he was actually killed? I think difficult to see. Uh, my level of conspiracy is that he was he, he he paid somebody off so that he could kill himself. I think he did kill himself. I just think that, that seems like more of a conspiracy than my actual conspiracy. Really? Well, he tried like to he kill. He paid someone so they would look away while he killed himself. Well, they, they provide him with the means to kill himself. You're sounding like a Trumper, right? Well, now. he did. That's like ridiculous. he didn't want to go. Like so, apparently, among pe- arrested pedophiles, as you might imagine, the suicide rates are really high because they're facing a, a horrible future existence, not only in prison but being ass raped by everybody else in prison and, and beaten up by people who hate pedophiles. And also, I assume I would think if I was a megalomaniac pedophile, yeah. I'd just be like, "Well, I'm busting out." I guess, like Jared from Subway. I got, I got two passports. Why don't I don't get why people don't flee anyway? Uh, he had a private jet or he, access to one. I guess I don't know where you could go. We if were, I got charged with a DUI, I would go to fucking Colombia. I the, swear to God, the guy I don't I, the guy I was thought was going to do that was Cosby, and Cosby had like two hundred fifty million dollars. He has a private plane. Why did he not leave the country? Like he had like. Five years to plan his departure? I don't get it. And he was like living in his home in Connecticut, knew what was coming down the pipeline. If nothing else, just leave the country like Polanski and negotiate from some. Yeah, Polanski got it right, yes. although he's whining like a bitch. But yes. I mean. But he's lived the last 50 years free in Switzerland and France and other places. Well, would like you that. rather live. Well, this is. All right, this is an honest question. Still fucking, he's still fucking young girl. Would you rather have to. Is he? Yeah, well, not like 14 year long, but he always has like a 25 year old girlfriend. Legal. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he's like 95. Yeah. Would you rather have to live in France the rest of your life or spend one year in jail? Because I know for me, it's, it's actually, I'm not sure. And to never come back to the U.S., you mean? I think I could live without the U.S. I think, uh, and Britain or some other countries would, would, you know, take me back. But he can't really go. He pretty much has to stay in France, I believe. He, he, he lived in Swiss. He, I don't know. Last I saw, he was living in a Swiss chalet with a young, his fifth young wife or whatever. He seemed to be doing okay, and he was winning awards at Cannes. <laughs> he seems to be doing. Rosemary's Baby is a great movie. He's also not American, obviously, so it wasn't like he was. Oh, like, that's a good point. Yeah. It wasn't like he was. Yeah, yeah. Rosemary, he was a great director. He's fucking Polish. 
Uh, I don't know what goes on there. Poland, but I think he lived in France, and then he, I don't know. I only saw him for five minutes in the, in the, in the, in the what's his name's movie? I'm Tarantino not. movie. He was like the fop in the little car with the, the blouse, wearing the blouses or whatever. He was uh, driving Sharon Tate around in the movie. I don't know what you're talking about. It's once upon a time oh, in Hollywood. Oh, his, yeah. oh, right, right. His his likeness. Was... I don't think he even spoke in the movie. I don't think he even spoke. He I actually, to... that was lost on me until you just said that. <laughs> yes. So, uh, this week's show is sponsored by Meteorologist Action. Which, yes, which go means ahead. that movie <laughs> might not, uh, should have been made, because I know a lot about L.A. history, mm-hmm. and as, as you, we, we're actually in that neighborhood, and... The fact that that reference was like Tarantino trying to be so fucking covert and clever yes, that yes. I didn't get it. That's um. Anyway, sorry. He had so he had a lot of little old. Tarantino's not from L.A. Obviously, but he had all these old Hollywood references. No, he is from L.A. He is originally. Mm-hmm. I thought he was from back east or something. From Hawthorne. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Well, I give. I take. I take it back then. So he probably doesn't know. He's not that old, but that he would remember the sixties. But I, I guess he grew up in that sort of shortly thereafter. Um, this week's show is sponsored by meteorologists acting breathlessly panicked by hurricanes likely to hit Florida. The mark of any great researcher is somebody panicked by routinely repeated events for which they know more about than the general public. Weather, <laughs> weather, you're simply not a real science. I don't understand how, like, first of all, Flor- a hurricane hitting Florida is not news, right? It happens every single year. I mean, not, not devastating ones, but every five years a devastating one comes. So it's, you know, it's happened 50 times less since Florida's been around. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that the meteorologists who know more than anybody else act the most panicked. They, and they're doing it for ratings, obviously, to get, you know, gin up interest in the actual storm. But shouldn't, like, the scientists who know, like, should they be a little colder about it? Should they be a little more, uh, uh, less, like, br- breathless on the air about how everyone's going to die than anybody else? Like, isn't the role of a scientist to actually be a little, like, when you see the earthquake well, maybe scientists? Maybe because they do know more, they're more concerned. Because it turns out this does happen every year or two or three and like i don't know and nobody moves 100 people die and nobody moves like maybe they just care more i don't i, I don't know i feel like they're like like when you see, i compare them to the earthquake scientists when you see the earthquake scientists in california they're completely like apathetic like cold aspy people <laughs> like oh, 6.2 hit, and there's a ripple effect and uh, whatever you know they never get like nothing flusters them right not flustered ever and then the weather people in like the east coast and the hurricane alleys and even I think even tornado people I feel like are very very grounded, but the hurricane people for some reason there's something about hurricane that causes people to just act like it's like a, a movie event is about to take place. Like there's some level of devastation unlike anything else because there's water involved or because this it's like this is interesting. I, I, I would have never thought about it if I didn't come over here for the free cookies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Tornado very stoic. Yeah, I, I think it speaks to the siren. There's like a siren. Everyone gets in the basement. And tornadoes take out way more people than hurricanes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure they do. They, and they're, and they're, and they're, uh, and they don't know about them like five days ahead of time or two weeks ahead of time. I think it's just the the plains. You've been to the Midwest, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. love it. Um, it's this plains mentality of, um, you know, they don't have much to talk about. They're very polite. Like if if they get an omelet, like their yeah. day, their day is fucking solid. And and they they don't get, but then you get into Florida, and I mean we could do an hour on how fucked up Florida is, but um, it's it's some combination of of weird white trash meth and and guys fleeing child support and weird Cubans that mm-hmm. have like fucking traversed all Jews all Jews from New York all Jews and it, and it's just like everyone sucks 
and and but they're you know they're loud. Mm. You've been to Miami. C- can we say it's loud? Uh, the state of Florida is lo- Southern Florida is loud. They're weird. There's a weird panhandle like sort of like televangelist area too, where they have like this. Most, Still loud, by the way. It is loud. The most conservative people in the entire country live in the panhandle, and there's the Central Florida people who are just like the whitest trash like we have in the entire <laughs> the entire country, like the most like. You know, uh, a rednecky, trailer parky, incest Dude, people to... are in Florida. People don't realize that. They always think it's like Arkansas or like Missouri. It's actually Central Florida that is like the most redneck place in the entire country. You gotta have given up on life because if you look at the shape of Florida, yeah, it's essentially like a nine-inch dick, right? And so I don't think of it like that, but I understand why you do. That's how I <laughs> quantify yes, things. Yes. And <laughs> if <laughs> I mean, so we live in. I, I live in West Hollywood. You live in, you know, sort of um, the hills. The hills. <laughs> You're. We're both about mm, what ten miles from the beach. Yeah. And I like to go and I enjoy it. Um, these fucking idiots. Yeah. That live in the swamplands. Yeah, yeah. Below below the sea level. What are you doing? I don't understand. Why what... would you? Why would you? Bring that humidity onto yourself and not have access to the fucking ocean. Like what? I don't understand. They're that at fucking all. losers, bro. I feel the same way about New Orleans. Anyone who lives in New Orleans, me too. It's like why are you like? They're like I'm 40 feet below sea level. Like oh, that's wonderful. Like, like oh shit, man. Uh, <laughs> like why dude, would you? We got like- we got flooded. Yeah, I I would think so. We're not the Dutch. Uh, I mean, granted, there is a lot of injustice, but I would just say as as a an, a homeowner, as an investor, yeah, would it be a good idea? To buy a house right on the ocean, no, that's below sea level. Like you could sort of understand just intrinsically how that might. Um, I have a friend who lives in that problem. Galveston, the Houston area in Texas, and they flood every three years. There's a major flood. They have to put sandbags out. They have to fix their the water damage to their home. And these are nice places. Like why? Like why is it so nice? It's 98 degrees and humid there. Like what is so? Unless you're in the oil business and you have to be there. Why would you be there? Like, why would you not just move to a state with less humidity? Do you know how stressed out I am about not even having to deal with all this shit? I don't (laughs) understand people's lives. I don't get why you wouldn't just move to like if you like if you don't mind the heat, go to Arizona where it's dry heat and nothing bad, no no weather, bad weather happens. I almost died on the way over here. What is it? Ninety right now? Oh, it's hot in the valley. It's fucking hot, but I'm. (laughs) I'm saying I had the AC on full. dry heat though, but you got to admit there's nothing worse than humidity. Humidity is the fucking worst. Like if you can yeah. be like if it's when it's 100 degrees here, but it's dry, it's kind of like okay, it's warm, but it's like inconvenient warm. When I lived like in the uh, DC area or would lived in the Georgia area, it was like humid like in the summer. Ugh. It was just like you wanted to kill yourself. <laughs> it was just like you just fucking had to take five showers a day. You felt like tired all the time because you were like. Literally, like it was like you had just run a marathon every day, you just existing. You can't go down. You pull a chick's pants down. Mm. I, I feel like you're it's humid, too humid, too musky for you. Yeah, your boner is just like <laughs> nah, I don't know, man. I don't know they're still reproducing down there in Florida. I guess you, I guess you get over that. And, and I guess the people who have money have air conditioning. <laughs> but it's like that central. Yeah, honestly, I like when the, when the worst part is we rebuild. We have the same shit here in California, Malibu after the fires. Like, the government comes in and pays all the millionaires to rebuild their homes, like in the fire areas. Or like right on the stilts across the be- eroding beach, because they have to get their th- shit back. But at some point, we need to make an announcement. Like the federal government, state government, will, you know, you have ten years to move somewhere where you're not going to be devastated. We're giving you ten years, and after ten years, we're no longer paying you back because you built a house in a stupid fucking area. And we're going to list those areas that are stupid fucking areas. And if you still want to live there, you're on your own. 
Yeah, I can't even imagine because they're all wealthy. Usually, wealthier people live by the water, so it's not usually like the poor people live in the swampland, like you said. But along the coast or up in the hills, like in the fires, it's usually wealthier people. But it's still hot, like bro. I I have um, central air, and I was looking. So I, I I saw the temperature on my thermostat. Yeah, and it said like sixty two. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I think I'm 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 good. Yeah. But I was looking out the window and a bead of sweat just rolled down my forehead. Oh God, just based outside. on the on the thought of of having to walk outside. You don't have the uh, the uh, central central office controlled thermostat from like uh, the power company where they pay, they pay you extra to be on that thing. They I am worried the- about that because the government, whatever it is, the Department of Energy, yeah. they said uh, when you go to bed, set your uh, Set your AC to 82 or your central air to yeah. 82 degrees. And yeah. I was like, oh, what? So I can murder everyone <laughs> in my family? Like, I don't understand. What is the point of having an advanced power grid and having power if you can't be comfortable with it? I don't Just get rid of it. Just, just get rid of it. A bunch of fucking have you assholes. seen, by the way, have you seen Chernobyl, the, the miniseries? No, because I have a problem with something that transpired in uh, whatever it was, Russia or yeah. somewhere, and they're speaking English. I, I oh, I see. I yes, they're all British. Bri- well, uh, yes, it was pretty much all British actors. Although, just so the fucking... I heard it's very good, but I, I just it's, I couldn't do it. It is a, a very realistic, port- I assume, realistic portrayal of what happens to people at a nuclear site when it starts melting down to their bodies and their skin and everything else, which is kind of cool. Well, if right now you were like, dude, you're going to die of radiation in a year because I just had this thing in my room and I opened it yeah. accidentally and shredding this cat, I'd just be like, yeah, all right, well. Yeah, these guys are like, hey, just the, this, the, the, the level of duncery of the people <laughs> who are working there, just the bureaucracy of how they allowed the, like basically a neutron bomb times 100 to go off just complete for complete, like... Worker error well, with the complete worker error. <laughs> Everyone talks about, like, we should be more like the Japanese. It's like, oh, the people that built a fucking reactor next to the ocean? Next to the tuna, man. They ruined the tuna. Which happens to, uh, I, I would assume, you know, I'm not a geologist or an oceanographer. Yeah. Uh, that was not uncommon. No. So I don't really want to really be like those people, although I do like ramen. Well, they did, it did a clo- uh, say this for, for nuclear power. It is... Technically cleaner, uh, it doesn't emit. It just emits steam. Um, however, if things go wrong, like a Chernobyl, you can destroy the world. Literally, like the world can be destroyed by the reactor. Yeah, they want to tell you it's cleaner, but I, I have my thought. I mean, obviously, coal is not the answer. Let's get on with this. <laughs> uh, do not forget to be on patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash last man earth. Thanks to all our new patrons. Get on this shit now before it disappears. If we contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Matt, we, I know you have all your Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy theories. I don't like. It was the weirdest thing. Like when Jeffrey, is it a conspiracy theory, or is it? Well, what, what do you no, think sounds weirder? The conspiracy sound, theory or the the fact, the sort of reported fact. I hate conspiracy theories, even though I kind of believe it, just for the very fact of having people discuss like. Amateurs, hearing amateurs like wherever you're at the grocery store talking about like what kind of bones are in the neck and how different bones in the neck break, like they're experts because they've seen like a, a cable news. You're <laughs> leading a horrifying life. Wait, can you elaborate on this? Well, what so he, he broke. About? So he, his. Uh, the, oh, I thought you were talking about like chicken. No, no. Epstein broke his like hyoid <laughs> neck bone or whatever it is, right. which typically doesn't break in a hanging, it breaks in a strangulation. 
And so the whole the whole conspiracy idea, since I'll say conspiracy since the coroner said there was no conspiracy, since they said it was suicide, was that the force it required to break that bone is much more common with strangulation than with hanging. So people who would know nothing about human anatomy, w- women who've never taken a hard science class in their life, are now discussing neck bones, how they're supposed to break, the character of them, you know, different de- modems of death. Right, uh, no one knows what they're talking about. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Those people couldn't do 10 push-ups, uh, it's just, they, they're, like, they're now experts on anatomy. I yeah, guess. but so let's move beyond the, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein, how he died stuff. Although I will say, uh, he was the first like child molester that people got upset when he died. <laughs> like, like it was kind of a weird thing because, like, normally when a child molester dies, everyone's like, "Good, good. I'm glad he's dead. Like, I'm glad he was killed and whatever." But he was the first like child molester to die. Well, let me make sure like, that I will never be hired again in Hollywood. Yes, there is a difference between a guy that fucks 15 year old chicks yes. and a, a guy that fucks uh, three year old. Yeah, chicks. yeah, for sure. He was uh, into like 16 year old girls. It was well, a is CBS there a range. more flattering word for that? Um, I don't know what they call it. Peter asked is a, is, is, a me- is a man. I mean, uh, let's say a, a statutory rapist. He was a statutory rapist. Um, this is a guy that watches the uh, barely legal series. And also, I think if you're 20, which say, is quite popular, yeah, say you're 23 and you're, you're like 16 year old girls, that's a little different than when you're 63 and you're like 16 year old girls. There's probably a, conce- conceivably a bit of a, a perversion difference. There. I don't trust anyone that has lines on their face that are that deep. It's <laughs> like you've you've been. He got a nice tan, I'd say, before, before he was arrested, and he clearly got a great deal in 2008 when he was arrested. He clearly got off on. Somebody st- somebody got in there, whether for money or political reasons, and, and got him that house arrest and a mile. Well, you could see how the conspiracy theories might sound somewhat plausible, though, at that point. I mean, he's a pretty powerful guy. Well, any bil- any billionaire is going to have a great adv- – any connected billionaire, whatever he was worth, is going to have a, a great advantage in the legal system, right, in the justice system. Look, I would have hung out with him. But if he was like, hey, do you, want, do you want to fuck this chick? I'd be like, how old is she? You've been like Clinton until the point that like the underage girl showed up. Like, listen, I'll, I'll hang with you, dude, but 18 to 21. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. 100%. But if I saw something weird, if, if, you went if to I saw house, some dark shit and like I saw a girl getting dragged out in a duffel bag, I'd be like, no. I think no, he killed anybody. But I'm did, calling. He was a, he was a. I'm not saying kill, but the trafficking thing. Yeah. If I, if I like fucked a 19 year old. Trafficking is a new. And then I went down to his uh, yeah. solarium and was just, you know, drinking a Coors Light. And this girl was like, get me out of here. He I'd had a like, lot of pictures. Right, I don't know if you saw his, the interior of his house. They 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 show the police top files or whatever, but he had a lot of portraits of like teenage younger teenage girls on the wall. So that would be like, and if you're hanging that on the wall, if you got like fifty shots of like fifteen year old girls on your wall, that's it's, a bit. It's <laughs> weird, yes. but dude, think about if you were an eccentric female billionaire. Let's just say a Mexican, you know, a yeah. fiery Latina. Yeah, and she just had a bunch of portraits of uh, nubile guys. It'd be like. Uh, well, yeah, no, uh, that's that's you know she's uh, she's kooky. It's a little weird, and I would say this: the the trafficking charge is a, is a very modern term that everyone's using. I don't know what trafficking. I mean, they, what's his name? The owner of the Patriots. They try to say did sex trafficking by getting a hand job at the craft. Craft, uh, sorry, got a, He was sex trafficking because he went to a massage parlor and got a hand job. Not like bullshit. I'm like, what do you mean? You sec- Unless you're putting Thai girls into a, a cargo container, you're not tra- you're not sex trafficking. I still maintain it's, unless you have a a trafficking fetish. Like if you show up with handcuffs and like a, a bogus passport. Well, if you're abdu- if you're abducting or, or buying women well, in Southeast yeah, Asia. Yes. But I mean what what Epstein was doing was paying young women essentially to have sex with him and I guess some of his friends. So gross and obviously illegal. I don't get Is that tra- is it trafficking if you're like 
telling a girl to give her two thousand dollars, a teenage girl to come to your place and party with your friends, and she does it. It's illegal, obviously, but is that trafficking or is that just like fucking prostitution? I, I, I don't know. I think it's a great because it's also Florida. I, I bet you there's a reason he lived in Florida <laughs> and not San Francisco. Well, the age of consent, the, the education. System. Well, the age of consent in Florida is only sixteen, I believe. So I think he was legally okay with a lot of a lot of these girls, but then he. The younger, I don't know, he took him off to this little rape island he had. See, what, once, you get an, once you get an island for sex, and it's like, you gotta go You down. know what I don't get about guys like that? And like, look, um, I'm 37. I, I When I was 25, I preferred a, you know, 19, 18, 20, 20. College age girls. Now that I'm getting older. Um, 14, 15? <laughs> no, nah, like 20. <laughs> 25. Okay. But what, like, what is that pathology in that Nickelodeon runs a very successful enterprise? Yes. They find people that are 18 that look like they're 12. That's every fucking show on. Right. Because they need one of work. Why didn't he just open a casting office? Is it like. Oh, I see. That he really like, I, I authentically dig the illegal aspect of it. I, I think he just liked a, like a a I don't know. I don't understand it, but I think he liked a certain type of age girl, like a a, a complete naive uh, young girl. And why didn't he fucking move to North Hollywood? I assume, by the way, he also had sex with like eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old girls as well. I don't so I don't know that he was like how pervert how like he was I don't know how his fetish was so strong they had to like check IDs to make sure their age was like in his range or something. If I had to strangle myself right now, yeah, which I'm not going to. do. No, you break your hanoid bone. Um, and I wouldn't even be allowed this cord, the the microphone cord that I'm uh, yeah. that's connecting my voice to to the mic. That that would not be allowed if you're on suicide watch. Well, he um, was taken off suicide watch, right? But he had a sheet. He somehow had a sheet. I Why would you take someone off Suicide Watch that just tried to kill himself? Like I don't know. A week ago. That's why I think he paid somebody. I want to talk about the gir- the enabling girls. All right. So my theory. So I've seen now that the story is coming out. They're looking at like they can't charge him anymore, obviously, because he's dead. And then by the time that they charged him ten years ago, they let him off. So now they're looking at all his co-conspirators, which are either going to be guy old guys who he was like cohorting with and hooking up with young girls, or these. This bevy of women he had working with him to bring him the girls. One was this uh, Maxine, whatever her name is, like a 50-year-old woman who seemed to be one of these women who hang around older rich guys and get them what they want. They're all pretty hot. Uh, they're, they're vaguely the, sort of the European. Four yes. conspirators, at least one of them looked yeah, yeah. pretty hot. And then, then he was, what Epstein did was he went to, God bless him, he was a smart, smart fucking serial predator. <laughs> Was he figured out the best way to get girls was like not like you said like I can't hang around a high school outside the fence and start like catcalling young girls. What he did was he found girls at these high, Florida high schools mostly, and he found the ones that were like you know leaders of their social groups, and he paid them, offered to pay them a lot of money to hook him up with their girl with the girls at the school. So I'm, they were his pimp, they were his like little pimpstresses. I I think you're absolutely correct. I'm just curious what you mean by a lot of money. I'm still is was it like was it like two hundred G's or no? Like I don't think it was that much. I think two hundred. He would have been smart enough not to pay them an obscene amount of money because that would have got noticed right away. So pay, say he's paying them like this is like twenty years, fifteen, twenty years. Well, let's say he's paying them like two hundred bucks to get their you know for, for every girl they bring over to his house. So it's like the creepy chick with the hoop earrings, <laughs> the lip liner that's now just running. 
running shit out of out of uh, Florida high school. Yeah, but she's like sixteen or seventeen, so she's like, you know, I got this cool guy. I know he has parties at his house. Come over, and if you're nice to him, he'll pay you a lot of money. And the leather face, I don't know. Well, what, what I'm saying is that's cool what cool guy. I, I mean, think he, he probably rolled up in a in a obscene sports car. I'm he saying. actually the, so the ruse he used was he liked to get massages. So they would have the girls were were offered to massage him. And then, of course, he would start take it further and offer them cash to go further. So the ruse was: you're going to go massage, you put a bikini on, and go massage this, this older guy, I'm and noting, you're going to pay a lot of money. I'm noting all of this. <laughs> yes, right. And and then he would like you know uh, try to do more. If they resisted, he paid them more money. He'd offer them money, and and you know these are not like rich girls. These were girls who probably needed money or wanted money, and they're all Florida high school teenagers, so I assume they're all future porn stars. <laughs> I, think they, I think they knew the deal, man. And of course I, they I, did, but they're still, the, reason, the reason it's still illegal, obviously, is because they can't make adult decisions. Yeah, yeah. You, sh- you shouldn't be doing that, although not... <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Okay. But is uh, it, isn't the case... Isn't, isn't the line between 18 and 16 somewhat arbitrary? 14, I'm not going to answer that question. Not cool with that. Well, again, I think, 16, I think in Florida, 16 is actually legal... Uh, although I think there's an age, there's a the, oh, one rest of those, in peace. There's one, there's one of those like Romeo and Juliet laws where like it's, it's 16, but you can't be more than like 10 years older than the person if they're like 16. I like that. Yeah. Um, so like if you're like college guy, I can date high school girl, but like 60 year old like billionaire can't date 16 year old girl <laughs> <laughs> openly. <laughs> you have to build a sex island. You're doing something. You're doing something illegal. Well, see, they actually had to make that. It's not normally a concern in like Nebraska. <laughs> no. Like they actually had to make that because it's like this is a real problem. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Well, because you have all these rich old people down there, and then you have all these young poor high school girls. But so here's the thing. My point is, I believe that around these sexual predators are ninety three percent of the time they're male. Whatever the stat is, ninety percent, ninety three percent sexual predators are, are ninety nine. Yeah, it, now there's some women who do shit, but usually they're under the guise of a guy. But with these guys, they're always the serial ones, like the ones who do it for over the course of years with different girls. They're always see or boys. There always seems to be a woman in the midst of this stuff, either a wife or an enabler or a girlfriend. He had this Maxine woman plus these young high school girls working for him, Epstein. You know, we talk about Sandusky's what Dottie Sandusky turning the fucking Victrola on <laughs> extra loud while her husband's like doing tutorials with eleven year old boys in the basement on how to grapple. Um, or any of these, uh, the, the Invixum cult guy, the j- whatever his name was, who just they all going to jail now. He had Allison Mack from the Superman show, like hooking him up with young actresses to essentially starve and rape. I would watch that biopic of <laughs> Allison Mack. <laughs> yes, but here, but aren't there? Really, you can't exist as a serial predator outside of an institution like the Catholic Church, where you're, you know, helped by the church. But you can't, as a as a rogue, a maverick serial predator, sex predator. Guy exists without a woman really sort of enabling what you're doing as your cover, as your wife, your girlfriend, your whatever it is, your hookup person. There's always a woman there that is like either looking the other way, intentionally looking the other way, or actually enab- actually helping you. I think you're absolutely right because I, I, I didn't think about it. So most of the time, methamphetamines are involved. Let's just <laughs> so is well, this eighty, seventy, eighty percent? Well, in those in those in the tra- in the trailer trash cases, there's always like a wife involved. With no, the fucking... not even the trailer. Really? Just you know, the Epstein was doing meth. Dude, yeah. uh, fucking McAfee. To the girls, probably. You ever yeah. look into that guy's? Yeah, deal? he's fucking. That's bizarre. Uh, they're all, they're all. Um, you get speeded up and you start doing the shit. And I. Uh, well, after seeing that guy, the, uh, the reading about the. I prefer eight. to take a nap. I agree. I was reading. And also, fuck a you know, like a nice twenty-one-year-old. 
Um, if, but he was like, Epstein wanted like girls, like lots of girls per week. He was into this fucking hardcore. He was addicted to this, this fetish of his. I think so I, he needed he needed a syst- He needed to set up a system. I don't want to repeat stories because I I feel like we may have talked about it on the last podcast. But is it you that told me or someone else that? You can't get into. Tr- oh no! Is this girl I've been fucking, uh, who has a kid? Uh, it's not a long, it's a serious relationship. I should probably stop talking about it. Uh, anyway, you can't go into Chuck E. Cheese as a single guy. I told you that. Yes. You, oh, you told me. Yeah, that. you have to get. A, you have to. They will not let single men in Chuck E. Cheese anymore. That's a good rule. It is a great rule. And then they, when you walk in with a kid, they put a matching wristbands on you and the kid, so your kid cannot be walked out by anybody else, like a serial number wristband. So that no other adult can walk your child out of the thing. They check you in and they check you out. I used to walk around a uh, you know sort of barren town, <laughs> just fully solo, probably really? my butt hanging out. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, it, let's face it. It's it, I mean, it's it's uh, uh, most of the time, most of the time, I think male predators are the guys you think are the male predators. There's occasionally like a sociopathic guy who's like so under deep cover, you never know it. But usually it's the guys you suspect. I would figure that guy out within 10 seconds. Well, um, well, first of all, almost if it's young children, almost always they have a job that involves being around young children. They worm their way into some position where they're around kids. But like with a guy like Epstein, who's going after like 15, 16-year-old girls, it's a little different because he can just party in Miami and there's going to be young girls there. I mean, speaking of pedophile rings, not, not even conspiratorially, <laughs> but um, you know the whole Catholic, Catholic Church. Yeah, Ratzinger, whatever his fucking dumb stage name was <laughs> he's not allowed to leave the vatican really y- yes because of what because of because he would be arrested by Interpol. oh i see what you're saying immediately thought, yes think... because he's involved in uh sex trafficking that's what i think so literally if, if you like boy, young boys or i guess girls in a different position uh you get into coaching or teaching or catholic church priesting or whatever you do you get into a profession where you're around your, your your job involves being around kids because that way you have access to kids. Because it's hard for a single guy, it's hard for an advertising, a guy in advertising who's single to be around like six-year-old kids that aren't his own. There's just no situation where... Yeah, you got to go Little League. You got to go Little League. And even, by the way, Little League stopped letting other adults coach. So they Good. Have to, you have to be a parent and you have to get a full background check. What the fuck? By the way, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this in, in my darkest hours. Um so the Cub Scouts, when I, we didn't really have that in Alaska, but yeah. I guess it existed. It was not popular. So you had the Cub Scouts, and it was like, oh, fucking dork nerds, faggots. <laughs> and then you had the I t- they, Tiger. They had no, the was Tiger like, Scouts. So you're still doing this shit? You're fucking dumber than oh, I Oh, you mean when they're like 15 and 16? I don't even know. Eagle, the Eagle Scouts? Now I'm... Th- uh, yeah. What the fuck is an Eagle Scout? <laughs> I don't know. A pedophile? Why well, don't you guys... just call it the fucking pedophile... Badge. Anytime guys are wearing uniforms, like the, the adults would wear their same uniform. Embarrassing. Yeah, super embarrassing. Hugely embarrassing. Something with wrong the, with always that. the mustache, yes. which again is a tell. It's, you yeah. want to camp out with some kids? That, 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 I mean, those are obvious. The obvious. I'd rather pedophiles. go to the Four Seasons personally. <laughs> what think, would you rather do? I think we now understand that men who uh, hang around have jobs or uh, hobbies that hang around young, hang around children, is. Uh, Obvious pedophile, just obvious pedophile. There's no reason for a man to want to instruct other people's children, especially at a younger age. Even I mean, if it's your own, even if your kid is part of the club, it's like I'm. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, well, you just got your kid into this, so you could, you know, fuck his friends. No, we had a, a, a there an element like younger nursery school, elementary school. There were like some male teachers. They're almost always gay. 
But there's some, once, there was one straight male teacher, and I always thought, like, at the nursery school or kindergarten, I can't remember. And I always thought, like, straight male guy teaching four-year-olds and five-year-olds? Like, what... What are you like? How many background checks can we run on this guy? Is he like my rule is they should have to have he should have to turn over his logins to all his computer stuff. Like his yeah. computer should be inspected daily. I agree. Like I want his computer. I know it's a violation of civil rights. I want that guy's like I you know IP traffic and and, and computer inspected daily. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yes. And and the way that it manifests itself to me is and I don't even have any kids, um, but so I, the guy that you're talking about, yeah. so I, I kind of walk up to him like, hey, what's up, man? Like, so you enjoy uh, hanging out with these little kids? Uh, what's uh... <laughs> like? He's like, I yes, that. I get a lot out of it. I get I like molding. Like, okay. Um, like, why are you working with little? Like, let's why... be real, right? now. Yes. Why are you working Essentially, with I play a mob character, and I'm I like, see. if you do anything, oh, you don't try. I to don't do even it. have any kids. I'm just saying, if you if you fucking, I will kill you. I just run them out of town. I've done this. I would not even hire. I mean, I hate. We're gonna talk about some discrimination against men later, but I, I really. Like working with young children should be a female job. There's no reason why a man, and maybe maybe a super femme gay guy, fine, whatever. But there's no reason why a straight guy would want to work with other people's children, uh, unless they were forced to by sort of prison labor standards or some sort of some sort of probation standards. Why would a guy want to be around like four year old nurture four year olds? It just doesn't make any sense. I at completely all. agree, and and I also agree that. Um so someone's demolishing my pool at the moment. No, yeah. not my own personal pool, pool uh, the the one that's in the building. There's not a hot chick, you know, a good uh, 36, 24, 30 chi- uh, 36 running that jackhammer. Because, <laughs> no. dude, it looks like it's killing those no. guys' backs, man. Oh, man, the jackhammer? Yeah. I just That's got to be like an early life. It has to be the early end of life. I feel bad for him. I was, I was trying to give him some water. I actually gave him a couple, a couple of cocktails. But uh, You should go out there with those uh, Brett Favre uh, uh, copper, copper strips, whatever they are, the back pain things. There's, <laughs> oh, nothing, yeah, there's, nothing, there's, there's nothing you can really do to prevent like damage to your body from the jackhammer because you can't fucking stop that vibration through your body, that violent vibration through your body with any sort of back support or something like that just shake shaking your rattling your fucking it kills you i've done it with stump grinding which is probably similar but my point being that uh you know that there's a reason that people gravitate towards if i saw a five foot tall to a you know 90 pound chick running that jackhammer yeah i would have probably rushed over and said hey baby let's let's stop this that'd be kind of (laughs) like let me take over for you little sweetheart yeah you can't run this Matt, I want to move on to a different female issue, which is giving birth. You'll never give birth in your life, so you don't know what, what it's like to actually have to have a bear a child uh, uh, through your uh, what, vagina or to hire, if you're a Hollywood person, to hire a surrogate to do that, to do that for you. Well, I don't like that whole narrative. It's like, well, you, you would never know what it feels like to ejaculate semen out of your penis. Like, isn't that the same fucking argument? Well, but that's a pleasurable thing, supposedly. Not and uh, But not like, uh, women will not, I mean... So men will never know what it's like to give birth to a child. And apparently, you know, they always have this, every woman's magazine has a scale of the pain level of giving birth. And it's always like higher than like getting gored by a bull or some sort of incision to your head or Bullshit. being shot. Um, but of course, night, I would guess some 99% of women have some sort of pain so medication. So what percentage of people that got gored by a bull voluntarily got gored by a bull five or six times? Well, those guys, when they run the, the guys, I always root for the bulls, of course. I'm sure you do in, in bullfighting or the, the running of the bulls. I, yeah. When the guy gets like gored and it's like life threatening, I'm like, yes. 
Like, like really take out his fucking liver. No, but that is logically. <laughs> I mean, if if it is that painful, yeah. The 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 guy that. Uh, or, or what's another example of the pain? Like a scorpion sting, I think. Yeah, or getting like your fucking finger crushed or something like that. All right, so get... you're going to complain to me, and I know plenty of people, most of them I like, some I don't, um, that have had children. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like, no, it's uh, super painful. Like, well, I've seen the... Have you, you've never, never going to do it again. Like, yeah. okay, well... They use drugs. Why, I mean, why would you volunteer? If I got stung by a scorpion, do you think I'd stick my arm out a year later? And I just think let women it fucking sting me. I think if women, if there was no, uh, uh, you know, the medication, the pain medication they use, the uh, epidural where they put it into the in the spinal cord, so that you feel much much less below your waist. Uh, that's very common. That's most common. These days. I have an English degree. Yeah. And not. I'm not bragging. It's not valuable whatsoever. Yeah. I'm just saying I had to do something. Uh, I never heard a lot of complaints back in the Middle Ages about, about women giving birth. Uh, well, they did die, and they used to die. Of course, there was always they would actually bleed to death. Good. Uh, <laughs> well, I haven't heard that one. before. No, I, I don't mean good. I'm just saying, like, well, you know, have some dignity. But modern childbirth is obviously a lot easier than it used to be. But I somehow, don't think so. I mean, no, it's easier now, as I'm saying. Like with the medications and the delivery, and they can turn. The, there's no breech birth anymore. They do cesareans if there's any issues. I don't want to know what breech birth. Is. <laughs> it's a feet, but the feet come out first, which can be very whether it be an animal or human can be very dangerous to the the, the mother. Um, it just happens naturally. But nowadays, and anyone who overhears the term, also. well, nobody. But nobody. They don't do breech. There's no such thing as a human breech birth anymore because either they turn the thing around or they do a cesarean, so they don't have to go through that. Wait, there's a person that reaches their hands inside of the no they do it actually externally birth canal they do it externally which was a vagina i i never been like oh dude your birth canal feels great right <laughs> now turn, well I'll that's turn what around it, i hate to form you that's what it is that's what it is not not <laughs> how i live <laughs> but anyway here's sorry. the point so there's this new project there's a the next ten thousandth project about how hard childbirth is called life after birth project a gallery in new york it's a Photos of semi-famous, and I say like reality TV show people and sort of socialites yeah, in New York sorry, and stuff. You, you sent me the link. Right? Yeah, I just look at it. But it's like it's, we, the whole new thing is to show – the whole thing is – and they all seem to be, of course, uh, upscale white women – to show how difficult giving birth to a child is on your body and your, and your everything like in the, in the immediate days after or a couple weeks after. How like the ravages of childbirth, as if it's like a Hiroshima. Oh, this is a woman wearing a – Weird diaper. diaper, yeah, the diaper. It's lady. not even a diaper. It's it's like it's like a mesh. granny panties yeah, with mesh. like with like a thing that your catches that, all. The I'm goo. assuming secretes <laughs> uh, with a giant maxi pad. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot of shit that there's a lot of shit. That they could actually out. make it a thong. It's yes. unnecessary in this photo. I guess maybe. Let me ask. Let me tell you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question because you're not. You haven't witnessed the miracle of childbirth before. No, I have not. So uh, women put on like uh, anywhere from 40 to 50, 60 pounds sometimes when they get pregnant. Gross. Were they cool before that? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, even like a model, if she actually gets pregnant and gives birth, which doesn't really happen very often anymore. Um, but they might even a slender model might put 40 pounds on. Well, how much does a how much does a baby weigh? Uh, uh, 12 like eight, pounds. No, you're <laughs> like say eight pounds. Say 12 what, pounds. Eight pounds. <laughs> yeah, 12 pounds <laughs> would be like one of those like a uh, Star Magazine giant babies. Uh, but say it's an eight pound, so it's, say the baby weighs eight pounds. So there's that's 30. like twenty enchiladas. Yeah, it's like well, but that's eight pounds. So there's another forty five pounds in there, and some's fat. They put on some fat, but some of it is a lot of liquid. There's a lot of liquid that's built up oh. inside the body from that, and that all comes out. 
somewhere. So, huh. so yeah, so hmm. there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on in there. So at that point, aren't you like, you know, babe? Uh, you know, the baby's been obviously. Uh, we could have just uh, gone to Mexico. Yes. So the baby uh, spent not, the money on. Not to gross you out, but the baby's been uh, eating is has been eating and being nutri- receiving nutrition and also shitting. Uh, four, nine, eight, eight, nine months inside. So, so shit is coming out of the. One it's not shit like you would think of shit, but it's like there's an excre- there's a you know there's a waste product. So cool, man. It's like if you just clean the you went to the the bus, so you just clean your bathroom every nine months. Feeling pretty good about my whole uh, yes. non reproductive thing. But it's horrible. But here's the point: it, how de- they call the, the whole idea is to equate like giving birth. You know what? What's her name? Amy Schumer keeps posting on Instagram about like. How exhausted she is. She has one child, of course, and obviously five nannies. How exhausted she is. She went through the whole thing during childbirth. She had to vomit, I but think she, she still... had a kid at like forty-eight, by the way, too. Uh, yeah, but is... you know, yeah, it is harder because when, when you get older, it's definitely harder. On women. Oh, they had to blast a bunch of. Uh, that was a, yeah. a real science experiment. It's kind of like playing basketball when you're thirty-nine, like a pickup game. How sore you get afterwards. It's just like it's Bro, like. It, it, yeah. Dude, I am weird. Yeah. So, sorry, I want I want to get I want you to get to your point, but I don't know if I will. On Tinder, <laughs> yeah, and and Bumble, it's really strange because every thirty-seven-year-old chick, yeah, I, I I had capped it at thirty-three, but then I was like, ah, I kind of went through all this. It all says, "Kids, do you want someday?" Did, like, You're like, you know, it's yeah, a, like, do you want kids? And the answer is someday, and I'm like. You got but something. Uh, yeah, do I have to be friends with fucking Steve Jobs here? Like, how the fuck is that going to happen? You're never, you're never going to put never right because then you lose like ninety percent of the women. Oh yeah, I as would, a guy, you would never put never. If you don't want kids, you never put never right. Of course not. Because then you would like you know you then you. But, but we could have kids until we're you know sixty five years. Yeah, old. Yeah, and w- but women are having them older, and so it is. It is. I would say this. It is definitely the older you get for the women, the more physically difficult it is. Because like I said, like with the pickup basketball game analogy. When you're 16, you play pickup basketball, you're fine. When you're 40, you play pickup basketball, you're like, you can't walk for three days afterwards. You need yeah, to fucking like, dude. I just put myself through that. <laughs> yeah, you like need some Ben Gay and shit. And like, well, I just picture people having, which which really trips me out is, um, people that are like, we're trying to have a kid. Yeah, and I'm like, nah, which one of you? So I just picture like the robotic sex. Of like, oh, this used to be fun, but now we're just like doing. I think it's mostly test tube at this point. It's mostly uh, outside the body. Also, really gross. I think at that point I'd be like, uh, "Sorry, why am I necessary here?" But because women used to have babies when they were Chuck and Cheese. Women are used to have babies when eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and now it's forty, and there's a whole different ball. That's a whole different ball game. Here's the point: the monumentality. How monumental can it be? In terms of like monumental, kind of means monumental, right? It means like it stands out apart from everything else. How monumental can, can be suffering be of having a baby? If it happens billions, billions of times, and like it's not like how how can a daily occurrence, a regular occurrence, a natural body occurrence be monumental in and of itself, just by definition of the word monumental? Isn't it ordinary and typical and plain and natural and yeah, I could. <laughs> like, I, I think I could maybe answer that, yes. not to sound arrogant, but. Um, if it was that painful, it probably wouldn't happen as much. No, uh, so not in this day and age. Depending on, or I mean, ever. You, can, you can. Well, I mean, in the old days, you, women got what's his name? Who's the guy, the congressman from Iowa, that racist congressman who said like, if it weren't for rape, like you know. I mean, by the way, true. But if it weren't for rape, like we all won't be around today. But like you know, that is accurate. It is accurate, but it's not something you say as a congressman. But um, 
But it's true. I mean, women used to ha- be forced I, to have babies, and now they have, in the United States, have total control of whether or not they have babies. Yeah, largely. I mean, not to, I mean, continue going. But, all right, so every day, depending on what kind of stats you follow, between 275,000 and 320,000 babies are born every day. Right. Um, most of them most not. Most of this third world. Most of the third world not in, it, like, an L.A. or New York hospital with, like, top-level treatment and, like, Medications and 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 everything to com- give you provide you comfort in the in the in the moments and thereafter. So like it's of anywhere of those three hundred thousand babies, the people in this project in this gallery project had it the easiest of all three hundred thousand people. Super easy. I and I don't I don't even like I. Dude, there's no way if it was that painful, there's no way that we would exist because nature would have not allowed that to happen. No, of course it can't. It can't be that. I'm not obviously the it's women. Maybe that you're just complaining. Yes, that's. I mean, but you, you ever get you have the fact that women can always say like you have no women can always say you have no idea what it's like because you're a man. You'll never go through this. I'm like, yes, that's true. But it, by the fact that we can't you ever talk to a guy that passed a kidney stone. Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, is, or have you? I, I no, I'm not yet. I look forward to knocking it on your wood table. Here. Look, look for it someday. But, but again, but it's well. Those are probably well. Those are probably less voluntary. But, but uh, you could say to a woman if you were being a dick, like yeah. I would. Well, you you could not know how that felt, and that would be true. Yeah, and then you could say it's it. it can't, the whole thing I don't like is they're making these like uh, sort of metaphors and, and 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 similarities compared to like say a a military veteran who is like blown up in war. Like comes back missing a leg and half his half his side of his body. Not sure how that would feel. What I'm saying is like they're comparing this to like a war hero esque like, you know the the, the photos the, the memes they all look like sort of a Walter Reed Hospital like Afghanistan veteran thing. <laughs> but like here's a guy like who's now like on two like metal legs right because he got blown up from the waist down. Yeah. And they're comparing sort of in the same. It looks the same. The way they're treating this like giving birth is the same way of like here's the after. Birth, like I just came back from war. Like I was just like well, you know. You know, women also serve in combat. Although I think you also probably know um, <laughs> the percentage of wounded. Uh, oh, women versus men. Oh, they don't serve. Yeah, they don't put them in four. It's about ninety-four uh, percent. Well, I would. And I'm questioning the other sex. I just say it's like it's not like giving birth outside of the few cases and in, in modern medicine in the West. Very, very, very few cases. It's not debilitating like a war, like a like getting blown up. It's just not. You're like you're able to be like. <laughs> it's not like getting blown up. No, it's not like a disfigure. It's not like a life cha- altering disfigurement that causes you. You know, like okay, maybe later on you get some back pain from carrying the child when you get older or whatever. But like, it's actually a healthy for you for women to have babies. They actually lower cancer rates, lower other rates from actually having babies. It provides you know, things to their body well, that actually helps them. Probably versus crackhead stats. I'm, no, no, I'm just, sure it's, it's it's the the cancer rates, the rates of cancer for women that have had birth babies are lower than those that don't, um, because it actually provides it's a hormone, whatever how the however the hormones work, some shit like that. But it is. I might have to argue with you. It's on painful that. in the moment. Don't you think people that the, the women that can't have babies are pretty ill already? Well, they maybe have different lives. <laughs> they drink a lot of wine, but it's like uh, so. It's painful actually in the moment if you're not medicated, but most are medicated. And then afterwards, there's like some tearing and shit like that. You have to recover for a few weeks. Yeah, I don't want to get too into it. <laughs> no, I know you don't. Do they? Because <laughs> I, I have 
but um, it's like you. It's like a, I have uh, had sex with a woman that has had a kid before. It's yeah. it's uh, it's not a big. Di- it's, I I didn't. No, women it. are designed to have multiple children. They, it's not like one. It's not a one and done. Used to sew it. Like, do they actually like? I'm picturing like a sewing needle, just kind of. I think that's about it. Yeah, but it's a. Uh, it's that like is a, uh, horrifying. Well, I guess you, the body's pretty resilient. Yeah, I mean, if you cut your hand, I mean, you would like you'd get it stitched up, and then like a year later, you wouldn't notice it. Well, if I cut my hand, it's not like nine a giant, times. I think it would look pretty weird. Well, I think that it does get a little bigger down there after because you get the hip displacement. I think it's the bone displacement that's like the hips displace ah. to give uh, to uh, provide for the, the the child to come through. Oh, that, so the hips like get the bones widen out. They get widen out. Oh, I always thought that was just a function of getting older as a as a. No, woman. I think it's uh, well maybe both, but all I remember is like when I lived in um, I lived in Scandinavia, and all the young women are obviously gorgeous, just gorgeous young women, but very pale, fragile, gorgeous, like model gorgeous. Yeah. You know, like, you know, 120 pound blonde, perfect skin, like 19 or 20. Great. But after they've had babies, they just, that body does not hold up well. <laughs> they get like the big, wide, they turn like house frow pretty fast. Uh, dude, you're, you're just <laughs> turning me more onto so, Tinder. And that, like, well, I, but just... I think I compare that to like, I think like, let's say Asian ladies or other ladies that maybe don't like have that same or, or darker skin ladies that don't show it as much and don't have that same issue because they may be a little bigger to begin with. But like a slender Nordic per, uh, young girl who has a baby. So you're saying there's there's a set distance of the pelvis yes. that will not spread, it's, which is why they call it they call it childbearing hips, right? The babies, the babies are the same size, so the, the space that they come out of has to be the same size. Dude, ultimately. if we were doing this podcast <laughs> in like the fifteen hundreds, <laughs> yes. we'd be like, dude, look at that hot chick, dude. Her fucking, you know, her ass is like super wide. Oh yeah, yeah. We'd and, be all like, uh, we'd be like black guys who just like we're totally appreciated. <laughs> but if you're a larger, so if you're if you are if you are a black chick, perhaps or an Asian chick or whatever, someone has what naturally wider hips to begin with. The the impact of having the baby is going to be much less noticeable than if you're like a frail, thin white girl because it's not only going to change the hips, but it's also your skin. T- you know, you're going to go through like some right. Stuff. You sort of got almost like, the, the yeah. shoulder ratio. Yeah, is, you, you know, you're sort of like uh, yeah, like the Asian Asian black chicks. It's yeah. like yeah, she she could till a field. Yes, and yeah, and they do. And they go. You mentioned before the show started, your mom went back to work the day after she gave birth. As she claims, but I guarantee it was pretty soon after. But let's say it was a, a week after, whatever. You can't do that after an IED goes off. You can't do that after you lose your leg. You're out for like, you're rehabbing for like two years trying to get on your prosthetics. She and also th- told me she could, oh, sorry, go ahead. But I think in every country in the world, in most thir- every third world country where 90% of the babies are born, they probably go back, they probably get like 24 hours off, they're back on the field because otherwise they starve. Well, see, I don't, I don't have the lifestyle in, in, you do to a degree because you support your family very admir- admirably, but um, I don't have to deal with any of that shit. So, well, you can. You're the guy. You can leave after the baby's gone. The baby comes out. No, I would never do that. But 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 the thing about it, the way men have evolved is to provide the sperm to then go away and either bring food back, come back with food, or go make another baby somewhere else. Women are naturally born, and this I don't want to sound like the fucking the, the guy from uh, the rape the guy from Iowa. No, you're all right. No big deal. Yes, yes. It's like, but women are you know are biologically designed to be able to recover from childbirth fairly quickly, such that they can take care of the baby and continue to feed the baby and provide for the baby. 
So it's not like they just like it's like childbirth knocks them out for three weeks and the baby lays there for three weeks and starves to death. We'd have no there'd be no children there, in this world. What if we started giving women um, like like sort of Irish Catholic women? Yes. Like, you know how when Barry Bonds was doing all that HGH? Yes. It's all recovery. Right. It, it wasn't actually the, the muscle mass. Yeah. That led him to hit. Was it 72 or 80 home runs? Who the fuck? Knows? Uh, 75. I think he hit something. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. But it, it wasn't the uh, it. People have a misconception about the hormones in, mm-hmm. in that it, you know, built like his biceps were super huge. It doesn't make you bigger. The hormones don't make you bigger. It allows you to. It, it allows, allows you, you to, to recover. Faster. To recover faster. So if we so start can work giving really that hard. shit to these yeah. fucking, uh, you know, African, you know, Salvadorian women, mm-hmm. dude, they can. I like recover, where you're headed with this. <laughs> recover faster. Yes. Now you're having. I think they know, recover a faster. Amount of children. You're having 37 kids by the time you're, you know, 50. How how long do you think like the Salvadoran farmer work lady gets off after she gives birth before she has to go back and work in the field again? Uh, an hour, <laughs> like an hour. I don't know. A like week? I, I don't they're know. not getting the Google one year one year maternity. The Google one year maternity. I'm pretty fascinated. I I don't understand. Like I just don't understand. My mom told me. That uh, she gave birth to me at four in the morning. It was fifty below zero, and I don't know why she told me that story, but yeah. I think it was something about like you know well, I went through. She wants you to appreciate the fact that something. like, which I think is I think it's fair. I think it's a fair deal to say that like your fucking dad will never know what I went through to give birth. You know, like but why he didn't fuck? do shit. He didn't do shit. You know. All right, so you're in Mexico, right? And Mexico isn't like what you and I think of, or how I think of Mexico. I should say I think of Mexico like. I'm going to have a margarita. Yeah, no, I think about it as a fucking criminal dump. <laughs> I just, I don't, if you're going to complain about it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess I, I don't want to sound like a broken record. Then why the? I don't, I don't, here's what I think about it. Like, so when why like. Why you keep doing it? Like the, the compl- it's that painful. The complaints about, like, when I see, like, the war, the veterans' wounds, I think there's a reason for this, which is it's going to educate people about hor- the horrors of war. And maybe we'll have less war in the future. Or maybe we'll at least take care of our wounded veterans. There's a, there's a point to this sort of exploita- exploitation of their wounds. Yeah, sounds When right. I see this stuff, like the woman in the diaper, like the model who's now wearing a diaper to show how honest and, 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 and horrible the experience was for her, like what it's really like. And I think, like, women, first of all, women already know what it's really like because they've gone through it. So what is the point? Like, what is the point here? Like, to get more maternity leave? To, like... Get men to be like, I think that might be stop it. beating their wives after they get birth. Is that happening? Like, what is, what is like the end goal of this project of life after birth project gallery in New York? What is the point of this to like, it's just a celebration of us. It's just us women in this whatever who give birth, like, like Amy Schumer celebrating our heroic status. Yeah, it's, it's, there's just, no external, it, there's no external goal to this it's other than obvious, it's narcissistic. It's right? obviously narcissistic. Yes. Thing. I mean, like, Look, only one time in my life did I have food poisoning, and it was purely my fault. <laughs> There's this Thai restaurant that was in a strip mall That's bad near my house, yes. and I ate it. It was really good. Went out, got drunk, left it on the counter. It was probably yeah. 95 degrees out. Yeah. Decided to dip bread into the curry sauce. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, my God. Did I did I post a photo yeah. of what happened after that oh, and ask not. for... Uh, you know, for for support. No, I did not. No, I yeah. I laid uh, with my eyes watering for two days and then went about my fucking business. I don't understand how it's any different. No, and it's always, by the way, I would might might give some credence to like actually the Salvadoran woman who, in the farm who's forced to go back to work four hours after giving birth. 
I'd at least feel sorry for her because that seems like too much. That seems like the other side of the pendulum. That's too much. But these are almost always rich white women, white women like Amy Schumer and this other drama well, yeah, who are complaining about this shit. Like the people who are least affected by this, whatever this may be, this horror may be, they're the least affected by of the entire set of people that go through childbirth, and they're complaining. They're the ones who are highlighting their suffering. Dude, the, the Colombian most. chick, and and this doesn't, you know, this isn't a, a racist comment. I think it's it's more just a, a reflection of of sort of their culture. I don't think they even think about it. Nope. It, j- it just seems like a normal, like, well, well they're, also is- ca- they're also Catholic, right? So they're like, they believe they're doing God's work by having babies. So they're actually rewarded. It, so it, they're psychopaths. Well, no, but I'm saying they're socially rewarded for having lots of babies. So, oh, right, right, right. So for them, it's actually like, I am doing, uh, and, and, and you have the priest come by and say, what a wonderful servant of Christ you are. And you have like the ladies in the church telling you how great you are. And like the woman who can't give birth or only has one kid is looking at you like jealously because you have eight kids, you know, it's like there's a social status to having, and also, by the way, the men, too, in Central America, Latin America, gain social status by making more babies. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I dated a, well, I shouldn't say date. By the way, do you know what dated means? It means that you're fucking someone. Yeah, I know what it means. Um, I know what it means. Yeah, it's a euphemism. I I, I thought about you, uh, uh, Match.com, or they always put out, like, like they're experts in... Statistical data on on, on young on, on singles. They put out every month or so. They put out a study that the New York Post and other places will post as like sort of science. Mm-hmm. They said the average date cost uh, like two in California. They did by state two hundred ninety dollars the average date. And uh, and what? I was like, and I was thinking about you when they put that out. I was thinking, no, nah, that's that's not that's not two hundred ninety. I was thinking like, well, that's an average because I was thinking about you. I was thinking like, you're probably taking the average down a little. <laughs> you're taking the average down a little. Oh, bit. I'm taking it way down, <laughs> yes. buddy. Yes, yes. I was like, okay. I mean, I, I was thinking like, okay, if that's the average, how much is a Coors Light? Exactly. Well, they well, the, the way two hundred nine. That seems well. The way they did the sign, I think it was two thirty actually in California. New York was three ten. I think the way they this is how bad their science is. They said here's the cost of like. A nice dinner out with a bottle, a full bottle of wine at a restaurant, then going to the movies afterwards. I would like to do that after I fuck the chick twenty five times. Right, that's what I was thinking. Like, that is that a date anymore? Who goes on dates like that? Like even Jeffrey Dude, Epstein. I think there's some much. pretty depraved individuals out there that'll fall for that. Shit. Really, three hundred bucks a date? Really? Like, there's some sad. Yeah, Dude, everyone makes fun of incels. Yes, and it's like, well, dude, the guy's just trying to. Fuck some whore. He doesn't yes. know any better. Yes, she's true. like, you want to go to Gladstone? So they join up. Then they become like a shooter, like shooters. We'll have the hell of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. After like ten, three hundred dollars, they just go buy an AR fifteen would be cheaper. <laughs> I would like, too. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily blame. Them. Although I, I can't condone the whole school. Stuff. No, no. But I was thinking about you, like when I saw the average date. But I was thinking, like that's not. Like that's an anniversary. I don't know. Like that's not a date. That like, seems high. Yeah. I, I would say it's probably more like eight. Nine, well, it was based 80. off. It was based off going to like. Fucking palm, the palm. They're also like that. they're also probably interviewing like super aggro, yeah, like weird guys that actually. Well, respond. no, they weren't even. They weren't even. All they were doing was saying what that date, if you went on, it would cost, like what a dinner, a bottle of wine, and a going to a movies costs. So they were just saying that's what that would cost, but not saying that 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 was why the science was so bad. Well, they're, I by like, the way, who's, like, who's doing that date? They're all doing fucking Netflix and and and. A, and a, I'll do that date. There's two a buck great chuck, two date. Buck chuck. I, I could if I could actually plug it. Yes. Not that I own any uh, stake in it, but just for for an example, if you're going to do that, there's a place on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood called Galang, a really good uh, Thai restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, Thai family yeah. owned, very nice people. Um, you go in there, you order a couple entrees, yeah. bring your own beer. 
Yes. Which means you can also bring a bottle of wine. Right. Which might cost you anywhere between, in my case, four <laughs> and nine dollars. Two, two buck chuck is now four dollars, right? And so now <laughs> you have this whole experience, uh, although you're picking the up ripple. A you got the ripple thirty seven dollar check. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's that's just it's awesome. Dude, when, it's awesome when you duped. It's awesome when you and the homeless guy started drinking the same wine. <laughs> like, hey man, I think we like the same wine. <laughs> like, that's awesome. You don't have any more beer, do you? Uh, no, I don't. That's, oh, I'm okay, afraid. Don't. I'm, but, well, but let's but, just keep going. But here's the thing. So that's like uh, um, that's a, that's a bogus stuff. Back to the. I want to close out on the women giving birth stuff. Can we agree? I think you and I can agree as a men. This is all bullshit. And I don't understand. The thing that bothers me most again is like I don't know what the point of this campaign is is it to get men to just like adore women who give birth and as if like treat them better or is it like i mean everyone's already giving maternity leave up the wazoo so it's not about that every company now has like outrageously long maternity what do you think it is i have a theory i think it's just i think it's women when i see like i've been following amy schumer when she does this and i think it's just a way for her actually there's some narcissism involved obviously but i think it's a way for her to connect to other women a women specific new york LA women's specific audience that feed, that feed her audience is like, yes, we're all in this together, ladies. Kind of I, I would almost, yeah, I, I think that's true. I would, I would go a little bit more nefarious, though, in, in that I think if you give someone an inch, they'll take a fucking mile or mm -hmm. whatever the fucking stupid analogy is. I, I think that it's a way to sort of gradually gain entitlement. Yeah, but, I, but what I'm getting at is I don't know what that what is that entitlement like. Is there a specific thing to it, or is it just like yeah, like a year from now? And by the way, I love Bernie, and I hope he wins uh, the nomination. I'd vote for him. But yeah, if they're like uh, uh, now, women have a uh, fucking five years to raise a kid for free. I'm like okay, well that seems. Uh, but yeah, I, I think now. that's what they're driving at. I guess, but these aren't even women who need. These aren't even women who need. In this, I don't know why my Bernie sounded like Obama. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Bernie's about to die. Like any day, any day now. I know Biden's the old one, but I feel like well, Bernie's old. Too. Dude, Biden looks old. As yeah, fuck. he he's a. Uh, by the way, people. One thing people don't talk about with Biden is like the election is not for like fourteen more months. Like if he's at this level now in fourteen more months, well, it doesn't seem like a long time when you're that age. It's a long time. Like he's not getting better. So in 14 months, <laughs> he's not getting better. I mean, he literally could be like he's not going to get better. He's not. He's declining, right? I don't see him having a rally. No, but it's not like when you're 40 and you decline after 40 slowly. When you're 77 or whatever, and you're in that state, 14 months is a long time. You could decline a lot in 14 months. Well, he's got to start doing drugs. Trump is <laughs> 74. Looks, is that yeah, correct? 73 or 74? 73. Yeah. He, he looks uh, a lot more active. For he sure. does speed all day, Doesn't, and therefore fine. he can't read or no. process thoughts. <laughs> no, uh, but he's so got a lot I of energy. He's can we lot. give Biden like infiltrate Trump's world, which isn't <laughs> difficult, and then give him some of that? Maybe just I'm just saying, if Biden, and then if he dies the next day, I don't give. Biden a shit. could win and literally be like drooling at like the <laughs> inauguration, like have to be like a, you know an FDR type where he's <laughs> drooling and stuff because he's not he's not and he can't like read a speech and he has to like type it out or something with his fingers. He could be like literally infirmed. Like, it's a problem when your eyes start watering. Yeah, I, I just he just looks like old. He looks like Trump. You're right. He's only like three or four years different. But Trump, for all his idiocy, doesn't look like an old guy. Whereas Biden looks like an old guy. Trump looks like he kind of with his fake hair and the tan and the other stuff. He kind of has that. Are like, we going to make fun of Biden for a fake hair and tan? Though? No, no, no. I'm saying Trump has fake hair and tan. Oh, so does Biden. Yeah, but I'm saying, but he still looks like a guy in a senior home. 
Trump still looks like a guy who like goes out to steak restaurants at night and like Biden looks like a guy that's it. dictating his last thoughts. Yes, into a yeah, he looks like he's on his, like he's in the, uh, in the in the old folks home. <laughs> I, mean, I want to talk about gay football players. Nice. How many people? What? So, if the population of the say eighty percent, say say the general population is like I don't know, the five percent or six percent gay or whatever they come up with. It's always higher for the women because they all it's chic to be lesbian. But the gay male, I think, is four percent in this country of people who self-identify as gay in secret anonymous surveys or whatever for Gallup and stuff. So it's four percent now. Where you live, it's obviously ninety-five percent. But it's four percent. It's like eighty. Don't be a dick. nationally. How many? What percent of the NFL players would you legitimately think are gay? Do you think it's higher, lower than national average? Much higher, much lower, or just right there? Is it just four percent? I bet you it's slightly lower, but right around the same aspect. Because I think there's a, 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 the same rate. Because I think there's a lot of um, guys that are kind of on the fence that are just have low T and they're just like little slinky little guys. And they're like, well, I don't really give a shit either way. So, but those um, are, those guys aren't playing football. Oh, you're saying those are not football players. They're not. So I, I think it's probably right around the same rate, but slightly lower. How, what percentage of NFL players do you think are sucking dick? <laughs> like at some point in the actively currently right now. Well, NFL, see the black guy thing. Uh, I don't know. Three. Yeah. I'm okay. Go with three. Does okay. So it's a little okay? bit, so it's not higher. It's not abnormally different than the, so, it was, I don't so know. it's fair to say there's probably a couple of gay dudes. Well, Dwight team. Howard, I don't know if you're following that. <laughs> no. I mean, if you, if I only know basketball, so yes. I would say that's probably about one. So you think it's like one? Gay, you think it's like one gay what, dude? Not one guy. I'm saying one person. Do you think it's? Oh, you think so? You don't think it's like a gay dude on every team? Um, uh, no, but okay. I, there's probably a gay guy on every other team. Every about, football team. How about so, that? So every football. Every yeah, football, football team teams have like guy. 98 people on their fucking stupid roster. So, so this yeah, guy, there's right. obviously a gay guy in every football team. There is, but here's the, the thing that bothers me. And like, I guess I, the only guy I liked was what was that guy out of Missouri, Sam uh, Michael Sam Michael Sam, who actually came out as gay in college before the draft, so that he could at least say when he wasn't drafted, and the Rams eventually took him and then cut him just because somebody had to take him. That at least he was like, you know that. Yeah, the NFL threatened to penalize any team that didn't take him after he wasn't taken. That is not a conspiracy. That's an absolute fact. But I'm saying, like he, I think he knew that. Like he knew that he was going to get some. I think in the in the long term he was fucked, but in the short term he was going to get some benefit out of that, making out with his boyfriend with the cake. On the ESPN, I think the he thought he was going to get a lot more benefit than he actually yes, did. Yes. I, I mean, think he thought he was rolling that fucking yes. train all the way down the station. He was going to be the first like openly gay NFL guy and be make a big a big deal out of it. Yeah, it turns out no one gave a shit. No one gave they they hired him because they had to. Then they slowly put him out the back door and then he went away. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know how good of a play. I mean, he was a great college player. I don't know how good he would have been in the NFL. But clearly, it was like he was spending a lot of time like on Oprah and doing other shit. Well, like, if you're borderline, it, it's the same with Cap. If you're annoying, yes, and you're just like maybe good enough or not. It could be a comedian, could be an actor. It's like if no one likes you, not because you're gay, just because yeah. you're a fucking annoying motherfucker. Yes, you're not gonna get. They're not gonna, gonna take you. Ain't gonna work out. No, I mean how? I mean you have to be. I mean obviously they will take wife abusers or drug addicts if they're really good players. You well, know, Aaron Rodgers is probably gay, right? Probably, probably. Gay. I mean, he's really good. He did have that male roommate. I don't understand rich guys who have male roommates. I've never understood that. Like I, if you're making eight million a year, why do you have a male roommate? Because you're fucking. Him. I've never. 
I've never. I mean, maybe you have your buddies live in the in the fucking pool house, guest house, because they're broke ass and they're friends. I don't know, but having sharing a, like a place with the guy. Repeatedly. Oh, I'll have my homies from back home crash. That, that's yeah. not a problem. But either. having a single guy who's also like your masseuse. You're not from the same town. <laughs> your masseuse. Yeah, it's kind of kind of strange. So Ryan Russell, I have never heard of the guy, but I guess he played for Dallas for two years with the Cowboys, and he wasn't like horrible. He made the team twice. So he wasn't cut like right away. Well, when you watch football, which I think is a really stupid sport. Sorry <laughs> to interject. I love sport quickly. Yes. Uh, you watch a certain play and 95 guys smash into each other. Yeah. And then they cut to a commercial. So he was one of those guys. For well, but years. he made to, to be not cut. You can see like the talent in the preseason. These guys get cut or amazing. They're all ex, all ex excellent college players. So, you know, the, the talent level in the NFL, it whittles down. There's just less spots. So you could be like. You know, an amazing college player, physical specimen, and still not making the NFL. It happens all the time. So I assume this guy is a naturally gifted athlete, superior in most other ways. Nah. Now, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like he, you. If he don't, was. He'd be doing. The you can't fake your. You can't mediocre your way in the NFL. No one's putting you on their limited roster spot. It's very subjective at that yes. point. When, like, if you're interviewing someone for a, a what's the term, middle safety <laughs> position. <laughs> Yes. Just alienated you won your, everyone. You that, won your fantasy football league how many years in a row? That's <laughs> my exact point. <laughs> yes. No, a, a, a free safety. Yes. There's probably 100 guys that can run the same speed that are the same size. So what yeah. do you base that on? But they, but those are 100 guys in the entire country. So it's not like there's 100 guys like in oh, the I'm local sorry. town. There's like 500 guys in the country. <laughs> yes. But still, a, there's a very small number. There's guys who are smarter than Stephen Hawking, but they're not that many. Like, there weren't that many. There's not like guys like Stephen Hawking don't come around. There's a few, like 10, 15 people like as smart as Stephen Hawking, but not like thousands of Stephen Hawking guys out there, right? I'd say it's on par, yeah. Really? I, so, I, no, no I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, but so, I mean, he's not, you can't fake it because, first of all, they test you physically in every way possible. I mean, they're measuring you constantly, so you can't fake that. And then, second of all, you have to be able to, willing to fucking die out in the field and take hits and like hit people hard and kill them and stuff like that. So there's that killer instinct. Point being, the guy got cut, and now he's gay. Uh, he's coming out. Well, first of all, <laughs> this here's what bothered me. He came out as bisexual, which is, by the way, like it's if a cop out, total cop out. If you, like, I wrote this on Twitter, like if you if you fucking put a dick in your mouth, you're gay. There's just no bisexual stuff. Women can get away with the bisexual stuff because of the collective social intimacy and the different levels. When a dude, if you're fucking another dude, you're gay, right? So that's fine. And this one, but he came out as bisexual, and then they always wait until they can't they've been cut and they can't get a job. Like, whichever gay Collins brother. We were trying to figure out which of the gay Collins brothers was. I believe it was Jaron. There's Jaron and Jason. Jaren Collins. One of them was gay. One of them was just soft. So I don't remember which one it was. Someone at Stanford has to do a study on those two guys. Oh, my God. Like, I, how come you turned out uh, like that and the other? And well, but I think, actually, as I recall, like, the one who was more played more aggressively was the one who came out as gay. Yeah, yeah. The gay guy was yes. the better player. Yes. To be clear, neither of them were very good. But they wait until they're, I think the other Collins, well, he's actually... Uh, Jason Collins. He's coach. Now for the Warriors, I think, um, but they have in all played like they played like fifty. Yes, yes, yeah. There's only gay people in San Francisco. Matt. You have to be. You have to go there to be gay now. <laughs> like, uh, dude, I've been there. <laughs> yes, there are not a lot of women there. There are not. Uh, by the way, but I'm just saying. I'm only pointing out the lunacy of you living in West Hollywood and making fun of people going to San Francisco. To be it's not even the same thing. Anyway, continue. Uh, by the way, uh, San Francisco. I will mention this uh, years ago when I was single. Great place for straight guys. Amazing place for straight guys. Uh, because there are just if you go to straight bars, there's like more women in the bars than there are men, which is yeah. If you're into like thick calves, it's probably great. Yeah, I love thick calves, man. That was a good work. You know, I'll tell you what about thick calves. They go back to work after giving birth. 
they don't. You know what the hot chicks that grew up in the Bay Area do? Yeah. They moved to Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, but with the internet stuff, they're hiring. Yeah, they're, here's the thing about like successful companies. I'm not saying it's obviously it's yeah. a huge. This metro is before area. then. There's no way that there's not. No, but imagine like if you go into like a Boston bar, let's say it's straight. They're mostly straight. They're all straight bars in Boston, I guess. You go to a Boston bar. And there's like ten dudes for every girl. Yeah, and it's a sausage party. If you go into like a straight bar in San Francisco, because half or more of the guys are gay and single men are gay in San Francisco. There's just a lot of women ratio towards men. So in terms of your pursuit of, of, of getting action, <laughs> it just works. There's a whole different dynamic there when there's more women than men. Absolutely. They're, they're almost surprised that you're not gay. They're all surprised you're so not gay. You end up fucking your there's hairstylist no, and your realtor. There's no like six guys around the hot girl. There's like maybe one guy. <laughs> it's like the competition level is just a lot less. Yeah. Um, uh, but here's the thing. Why do these guys wait until they can't be hired again to come out as gay? Well, when is someone going to come out? So they, this guy, Ryan Russell, is now in L.A. with his blonde boyfriend, and they're doing the kissing thing for all the tabloids. I want to see his boyfriend. <laughs> yes. He looks like a, like a Lance Bass kind of like... Just like a token gay <laughs> Well, Ryan Russell is a big black dude. No, I know. I, and his, well, and his I, boyfriend's like a, a, is like a twink, twink uh, blonde guy. I follow fantasy football, so I was... Yes. Not aware of Ryan Russell before this. Well, he's a defensive, a defensive player. At no point. So he smashed into another guy for 0.9 seconds every <laughs> other game. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, you, the, the, the more you make, fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta say this: you're making fun of football, like. <laughs> just, but what is it? Is this I like new? Look at his boyfriend. Why? Sorry. Why won't some guy? And then they always come out with like. Everyone in my team supports me. I've gotten all these letters, secret letters from NFL players saying they they support me and everything I'm doing. Like, what are you doing? You waited until there was no risk whatsoever, came out as bisexual, whatever the hell that means, and now you're trying to get like a gig in Hollywood on a reality show or something because you can't get an NFL job anymore. We're like, what are they? What is the, we talk about the heroism of giving birth? What is the heroism of like waiting until you lose your job? And albeit it would be really tough to be an openly gay guy in an NFL locker room. I admit that. Um, but you know, someone has to take a stand. Someone has to be the fucking Harvey Milk. I think you're absolutely right, and and I I loved your take, which I hadn't thought about about Kaepernick, which was you know he did have a chance before he was marginally yes. in the league to make a point. He and was if, a Super Bowl. He was a Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday, and if he he would have raised a fist or yeah. laid down his jersey, refused or, to play. Yep. But it turns out that he only did that after he maybe or maybe not had a job. Um, after Blaine Gabbert took his job, looking at. <laughs> that sounds like a made-up name. I don't it's know who the fuck that the is. The most mediocre quarterback ever in NFL, NFL history was promoted over him because he was Kaepernick was just not that good. Or maybe he was just that much of a fucking annoying asshole. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I did see him on Rodeo Drive, and he was buying diamonds, and I was like, I feel like what the fuck? Are you sport, kidding me? I think in professional sports, you can be an annoying asshole. If you're really good, nobody gets... Look at Barry Bonds. You mentioned Barry Bonds earlier. Hated, universally hated by his own teammates as well. But of course, he still played, and he was still a star because he was doing what he was doing. Sport, I think pro sports. Like Barry Bonds had his own locker room. I don't know if you knew that when he played with the Giants. They had to separate, create a separate locker room area just for Barry Bonds. <laughs> I did not know that because he was so disliked by his teammates. Wait, he was that abrasive of a person. They just didn't like. How they, could everyone hate you? They just didn't like him. I think like probably twenty percent of people hate me. He got in a fight with like Jeff Kent was on the Giants. He was like the old school baseball guy. Love Jeff Kent. Yeah, old school baseball guy, like baseball, whatever. Second baseman. He got in a fist fight with Barry Bonds just because Barry Bonds was such a fucking annoying, self centered asshole. Little Jeff Kent. Yeah, but this, he was the guy. Like, so, I think Jeff Kent was like 
look, someone's got to fucking punch this guy in the face, and I'm going to be the guy to do it. I respect that. I totally respect that. I might that. buy his jersey. But they all, whenever you asked about him, all the players, oh, I love Barry. I respect him. He's great. You know, all the fans. I mean, if you're winning, if you're a winner, if you're Kobe Bryant, who you hate, but you're getting titles, people will let you. It doesn't matter what an asshole you are. People will still put up with you. This guy... I'm sorry. My, you have the picture? Michael Ross. Yeah, I was looking at it as you were uh, just talking I keep thinking about, about, about obscure references. About Russell Wilson, because another gig, another gig, another gig. He looks like an annoying... So he's flaunting it. That, yes. that would be like if I showed up in the locker room with like a chick who had triple D tits and wearing a G-string. And I was yep. like, hey, here's my girlfriend. And right. Everyone would just be like... Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, what, what were we talking about before that? No one cares about <laughs> no. this. This guy, th- the guy he's dating is just a cookie cutter fucking twink yes. loser yes. who doesn't know he's being used by this uh, narcissist asshole who's barely employed. I hope they don't hire him. Fuck him. I don't like him. They're never going to hire him again. And now he's going to come out with like some sort of like not hiring gay people thing. I just, yeah, I don't I like it. this whole like, I would love for somebody. I mean, I love. I don't care that much, but it would be great if someone just said, like, who was a star in the NFL. Said, "I'm like Aaron Rodgers, maybe now." Someone who still got shit on the line. Do you think Rodgers? Sorry, go ahead. To come out and just say, "I'm gay, deal with it." Right? Is Rodgers covertly doing that with the mustache? <laughs> I don't know. Is he sort of? Uh, I don't know. What, what's the term? Is he? Uh, but he's signifying. Even, something? even he is at the. He's is he wearing like a red bandana out of his uh, <laughs> fucking jockstrap. But I'm talking point? about. I'm talking about a big, muscular, black dude who's like an all-star linebacker, would come out and say, I'm gay, deal with it. That would be meaningful to me, right? That would be something. I wouldn't even care if it was... No, a, but I'm saying in terms, of advance, any... in terms of advancing the fact that like gay dudes didn't have to lie about being gay in the NFL anymore, which just seems like a fair enough point. Well, how about Dwight Howard, who's obviously... He's at the end of his career, too. He's like in the Collins area now, too. Yeah, he's actually borderline. He's a young star. <laughs> a young star. There's always these stories like this young guy who used to play was a... <laughs> was gay, and some guy knows 20 stars who played in Major League Baseball the last 50 years who were gay, but none of them have ever come out. No one's ever... It's just like Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood actors, there's no major actor who's come out as gay. That's I'm trying just, to think of the... No, you're right. Just show some fucking... Uh, show actually, some, some dude, Tom Cruise... Actually, t- Cruise is doing well, and I, I think yes. Cruise is a great actor. How your, about your mom? Lo- your mom loves him. She's uh, real into him. She doesn't believe my stories. Uh so Travolta, not yes. not a great actor, and uh, yeah, you know, he's not aged very well. And, he's working a lot, though, and now. most certainly uh, a gay a gay man. Mm-hmm. If he came out and just did a sit down with Robin Roberts, yeah, and just said, you know, also gay, also gay, yeah, yeah, we're all gay, openly gay, yeah. Uh, see, I, but that would be that, that would help his career quite a bit. I never understand yeah. the thing because it's always the fifty year old gay guy who's like. Uh, well, it turns out I've been gay this whole time, and I'm like, "What? So your wife just you're you're a fucking dick." Dude. Well, they're Scientology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So when you guy- think that's cool that you fucking pretended to be straight? I think the wife. What about knows. the woman? The wife always knows. She knows. Well, you know, it's like, not cool. You think Kelly Preston after twenty five expose her to AIDS? Fucking like. You know that Kelly Preston after twenty five years, John Travolta doesn't know he's doesn't know he's gay. I know that she does, but yes. I'm, su- I'm I'm just going based on yes. the narrative. It's if, bullshit. If that was the actual truth, that yes. would make you a fucking asshole, dude. Because you just ruined this. You you took this woman's livelihood. Yes. And um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I pretending that you enjoyed. Fucking I don't respect the whole thing. Is you, know, you have to respect Ryan Russell for coming out as bisexual, whatever the fuck that is. And like, no, I don't respect you at all. You you put zero skin in the. You put zero on the line. Actually, you put zero less than zero on the line for what you just did. 
when you could have had like a Kaepernick, you could have put everything on the line and you put zero on the line. Why am I supposed to like respect some statement you're making by hanging around the blonde twink going down Santa Monica Boulevard to go? Yeah, he's an annoying asshole. <laughs> I think I might have seen him earlier actually when I was. Well, if you see a six foot four inch like behemoth black guy walking with a little little hundred twenty pound blonde twink, dude, it's so cartoonish. With TMZ cameras but following him, you know what? Him. I just thought of, and maybe this is a bit, maybe it's not. If you're bisexual, mm. right? Which we probably don't think is really a thing. No. Nope. Um, well, then I'd like to see your little twink fuck boy. And then on your other arm, yeah, I'd like to see an actual woman because mm-hmm. you're bisexual, just like Jamie Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Katie Holmes. <laughs> he broke, really had a hard time with her. They, by the way, the, the, here's how you know Jamie Fox is absolutely not why well, we knew he was gay before. But how I actually know he's gay is that the minute he broke up with Katie Holmes, who's like the least sexy woman ever in Hollywood, she's the least sexual person in Hollywood, probably in terms of actresses. I bet her pussy is drier than what's that river that's drying up? Uh, I don't know. The salt water. Okay. Anyway, like that that's. I mean, either way, she's not a. She, you know, she she seems like a very boyish girl, whatever, asexual. I mean, she's with Tom Cruise and everything. But the minute they broke up, like the day of, within an hour, there's pictures of Jamie Foxx's hot new model girlfriend. Of course. <laughs> yes. Like, man, he's got right back on that wagon, man. Don't yeah, believe like Jamie Foxx. That fucking Katie Holmes. I'm like, I don't, like, why would he, first of all, why would he have a relationship with Katie Holmes for six years and then the day after go to a hot 22-year-old smoking hot model? Why, that's not even his type, obviously. So why would he be, like, be associated with the, like, like he was like he loves Katie Holmes. That's his type of woman. But now he's going to go to like a twenty-year-old Brazilian he model. He loves boring, blonde, <laughs> dumpy. Uh, and and so then, who by the way, it's not like, a good not, beard. Not to discredit this, I, I would almost put this in the uh, in in like a true crime category. Uh, she also was previously married to a guy who almost anyone that has done basic oh, crew, yes. research understands was gay, and yeah. that she signed a contract. So it's like, oh, so her type is a gay guy that pays her, yes. and then she moves on to straight a straight guy? Like, that doesn't make any sense. No, it, it makes about as much sense as Jamie Foxx suddenly liking 22-year-old Brazilian models. I mean, if you're going to develop... That's why I feel... I hate PR companies. If you're going to develop an actual fake beard story, say that he's dating, like, Cameron Diaz. I don't know. She's married. But someone like that. Like, someone who's, like, a 40-something white, boring white chick. Yeah. At least would be like, okay, that's his type. Maybe he likes that shit. But, like... He's not going from like dowdy, uh, you know, uh, asexual woman to like hot Brazilian sex pot. That's just not happening. It's very transparent. <laughs> I want to ask you, Matt, about the opposite of gay, which is straight. Uh, Jared sent us an email about the straight pride. I don't know if he knew there actually was a straight pride parade in Boston, of all places. Uh, where, like, I guess there's no official, it's like the black community, there's no officially gay people in Boston. I don't know how this works exactly. Um, but it's one of the more openly uh, uh, overcompensating male towns in the entire country, yeah. Boston. I haven't spent a lot of time there, but I'd say Boston, Philly, a couple places like where, like, guys really work hard to show how masculine they are. <laughs> like, I think they're insecure about not having the wherewithal to move to New York. Yes. And that's... so they're just like uh, constantly like doing steroids and shit. I can't imagine being gay in those towns. It seems like a town, like Boston would be a horrible town to be a gay dude in just because there's still people like young Mark Wahlberg who will still come and beat you up just to show off to their friends how ungay they are. Yeah, I mean, essentially their spokesperson being Mark Wahlberg of the burger chain uh, is a known hate crime uh 
perpetrator. I think there's still a lot of that. Yeah, like you said, that sort of like simmering, sort of hate crime-ish white dudes there. Um, but so they had the straight pride parade, and and, and Jerry must know. It's obviously ridiculous on his face. The straight pride parade was stupid, and we can all admit that they were either assholes. How many people were involved? Oh, probably like a hundred. Um, I thought you were going to say like nine. No, well, I think it was hard to tell who'd like join in. As I think, guys, anything that happens in Boston, people get drunk and start marching behind them. So it's hard to say exactly how many people were committed. But like I say, a hundred in the core crowd, and how many of those people did it as a lark versus how many actually feel like. Straight people need represent more representation in the social or political <laughs> environment. I don't know. I think it was more of a lark, or just it wasn't even like the angry white dudes who go to like the, the alt right rallies. It was more it looked like it was more of a lark. So it really uh, okay. So but I mean, it, I think it wasn't crazy alt right. No, no, no. This was like no. Those people would organize. A lot it was just better. guys that thought they were funny. Yeah, and also just I, I think there were probably some people who like just got sick of the nineteenth Pride Parade of the year, Gay Pride Parade of the year, and said like fucking it wouldn't be funny if we just had a straight Pride Parade. Yeah, I would have done that. People, would, yeah, but people would like, I mean, it was like kind of thing. Like, yes, I get their point, but also it's like I'd be feel so stupid marching with these people that I wouldn't do it, even it, as a it joke. It depend. It just on the face of my face. If it was a one of your buddies that had a text thread, yes. and was like, "Hey, man, we're gonna do this," I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll show up and get fucked up." I'd rather do like I, I a, wouldn't like do it. I wouldn't see it on like a, a Reddit message board. No, fucking show up and, <laughs> with a sign. Well, what's the costume for the straight? Because the some gay guy was is, in a dino, some guy was in a dinosaur costume, which I didn't quite understand. That doesn't thematically <laughs> make any sense. I think it was mostly a joke, but of course there was counter. The police had to come out. There were counter protests with the activist gay activist groups. But here's here's what Jared wants to know. Isn't it also true underlying this? And I sort of kind of agree with this. Uh, that straight white guys, especially, are, are actually being discriminated against, in, especially in, 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 he said in coastal cities, in, blue, in New York, Boston, L.A., San Francisco, whatever. Really being a straight guy, straight white male especially, is really, you are actually being discriminated against these days. I mean, there is actually active discrimination against you, not just from like the jokes that comedians make and all stuff like that, but in hiring and other things like that. You are actually are actually a, being treated as a disenfranchised group of people like you get okay. not you get not you get no if nothing else you get no special treatment but you may actually be called out for an unspecial treatment i think you're right and it's something i struggle with um who's the guy um that does the rhetorical analysis on twitter scott the guy that did dilbert oh yeah yeah scott, that weird guy um, yeah 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 he's a weird dude he's 100 percent a shill <laughs> yes. I, I know that for a fact that he's a fucking trump supporter <clears throat> what the Dilbert guy? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh yeah. I yeah, yeah. Dilbert. Like I was hold a boring, you know. If you can't trust the Dilbert guy, super boring and uninteresting um, comic book strips in high esteem. <laughs> yes. Um, family circus. What's that, the family circus? That guy sucks. <laughs> uh, I know for. Uh, I've never read it. Garfield was kind of funny. It was had a funny premise. Peanuts, I didn't even understand if it no. was supposed to be funny. Well, I think the things that were amusing in the 30s and that never never updated at it, by the 80s were no longer fun, were no longer funny. They're just like there. It was well, just sort of there. Fuck the people in the 30s, dude. Those people. Are well, I mean, when comic strips first came out, people like had a much lower threshold for entertainment. So I like to see a comic and a dog saying a funny thing. Was it Sub-Zero? Like, what the fuck is Peanuts? It's like a guy, like, I need to buy a shirt. And then I he's know. like, cool. Like, I don't understand how. I, I don't get it either. But I was just saying, I think when comics first came out, they were really well, Elvis popular. Elvis was around. Fucking Hank Williams. Well, have you heard that music? Cool. Have you heard music from, like, the 1930s? Yeah, I, mean, I like it. Really? 
Yeah. It was all pretty boring. It was all vanilla and boring. Catchy. Uh, no, there were some really? blues guys. That were oh, yeah, some... yeah. I'm talking about the popular. Uh, in talking? terms of like mass media. Yeah. I, it couldn't have been worse than Peanuts, in, unless it was just reflecting how awful people it, felt about themselves. No, it was just four girls singing a sunshiny song was every song. What was I talking about? <laughs> Dilbert, the Dilbert guy. Oh, yeah. He's he's a, a shill for sure. Yeah. Um, but, God, I forgot my point. That's uh, okay. It, it, I'm glad I want to talk about straight white guys being discriminated. Aren't they actually being... Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I, so, I... Sorry. Um, I know it's true. Yes. I, I know for a fact that I haven't been hired for writing jobs because there's a... For sure. ...slightly younger Mexican woman applying for the same job mm. who... Um, Probably isn't as funny as I am. No, I, it's just the way you said Mexican woman makes me sound like she's horrible. I know what you're saying though. Well, there is actually like, but it doesn't make me go the way of like, oh well, like deport everyone and like fuck everyone. Like I get it, but it is. So what's the middle? What's the middle ground? So what's the middle ground? If you don't want to be like a fucking proud boy, but you like also realize that like you're losing, like people like yourself. Are actually being actually discriminated against in higher in real things actively discriminated. Not just like against. fucking like Stephen Colbert makes fun of you and in in, in whatever, but like the fact no, like they see your email and they discard it because they know who you are. Or they look, they are they. Some of them now, some of the job things in LA, people are, it says we're really interested in female in women. It basically says men oh, don't apply. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I saw a thing that said uh, we're. Uh, it was a writing job for a TV show. It said we're seeking a diverse candidate. Yeah, I'm like. Okay, well, uh, dep- I don't know who's working there already. So right. how would I know what diverse means to you? Obviously, it's a euphemism for we're not, of we're, course, we're not, we're not hiring, hiring any white fucking guys. white guys. Yes, I get um, it. So what, is that, so what is that appropriate middle ground, then? If you're not going to be in the streets protesting uh, a, straight, a straight pride parade or, like, protesting deport every, every Mexican, what is, like, the middle ground to, like, say, this is not actually fair. This is kind of bullshit. Uh, frustration. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't really have an answer for yeah. you. It's it's not it's not to hate the people that are getting the jobs. No, uh, I agree with that. I think it's to try and be you know reasonable and hope that it it kind of turns around because no one likes a uh, you know a white dude complaining even if they're correct. But That's then, the then problem. you start complaining yeah. and now yeah. you, you get lumped into that category of of like a you know racist bitter asshole. Well, it's also the thing about, so, like, let's say in this parade today, straight pride parade. So there's a gay pride parade, and they seem to be every week now. I'm not sure how they happen, but, like, the ones in WeHo, clearly the people, the gay people in WeHo are no longer, even that guy, the gay person we talked about a few times ago, the, he wrote that Atlantic article about how the gay people have won, take a victory lap, just stop fucking yeah. acting like you're victims all the time. We've actually won. Right. Like, 99% of what we asked for, we now have, plus more. Um is like so the gay people are still doing these pride parades, which sort of indicate we are proud of ourselves and we are still victim. We're still underclass, you know, underclass citizens, but we're proud of the fact that we're fighting back or whatever the, the underlying theme is, right? Why would you be proud of being gay? Like, what is being gay? Why does that make? Why does your sexuality make you proud? And the whole idea was, that it was to build up self-esteem so we can battle the fact that we're an oppressed minority. But now we're not that way anymore. So I can understand like the anger of people saying like. They still have these gay pride parades where gay people get to pretend that they're huge victims, yeah. Especially in New York or L.A. or whatever, where clearly they're not. Um, although they all have their individual stories of horribleness they've had to go through, whatever. <laughs> but like, you know. But so I can see why the straight people are like, "Well, this is bullshit." I'm me actually being. If everybody's spe- if everyone's getting special rights, but me, then I'm therefore being treated unspecial. I'm being discriminated against, and you see that with the hiring, like we talked about in Hollywood, things like that. So what do those people do? It's like it's a very 
difficult situation for white guys, straight white guys, because they're targets for derision. They're made fun of in every commercial and every TV show now. And nobody can, you can never, like you said, you can yeah, never. You can't be cast in a TV show as a husband or boyfriend unless you have a serious testosterone deficiency <laughs> right. and man tits and fucking yes. love handles. And, and by the way, have to conf- always talk about how great your female and diverse cast is. Like, and how much of a loser you are. <laughs> yes. And how, like, the women, the women who run the show are smarter than Even you. Even though, in the premise <laughs> of the show, it's like you are still paying for the house. Yes. So, like, I don't understand how the guy is that much of a loser and, like, the wife doesn't do anything. And you can't complain. The guy can't complain about, like, you know, you have to do the exact opposite. Can't complain about the fact that white guy can't complain about the fact he's being mistreated. In Hollywood. Oh, no, because it's like, oh, you're just such a white... Oh, the white guy's complaining now. Yes. Yes. So it is is sort of a... I don't think the straight pride parade is the answer, but it is sort of a conundrum of the fact that there is always going to be racism, sexism, discrimination, prejudice, all these stuff, and it no matter who it's against, it's always... Of course, when it's against an actual minority population who is defenseless, it seems to be worse because they have legitimately no recourse. I, I think it's a problem, dude, and and the problem for me is I I cannot align myself with the people because if so if you were to say like all right so for example I was uh, in a relationship mm-hmm. uh, with a Mexican dating woman yes. who complained constantly about her student loans who only got into USC because she was Mexican and a woman and uh, but that's okay like I don't that's fine but it should be acknowledged yeah. That led to a lot of arguments. Drunk <laughs> people don't like facts said yes. to them. Yes. Um, and well, I like that. I, she the, the historic. They use the historical argument. Was then hired, and I I agree with that yeah. too. By the way, I I agree with affirmative action to a degree, but I, the point of affirmative action was not to discriminate against other people. Well, it was to provide. So it's a fixed. So hiring is a fixed pilot. Say. So some things are not fixed by, but if hire, let's say hiring is a fixed by, let's say a show is going to hire 10 writers. They're not going to hire, it's not an unlimited number. There's some people are going to be left out by course. So if you have five slots saved for, say, must be diverse minority writers, that necessarily means that there's less slots for the white guy to take, right? They're just less jobs. Well, let's say there's 10 jobs. So now five of them are women and two of them are Mexican women, black women, and all good, a lot of funny people. Uh, now there's five white guy slots. Uh, two of them, really Jewy guys from Yale. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean. Well, that I would say two of them are connected, affront. connected guys. I say connected guys, but uh, uh, two gay guys, two gay guys, and a black guy. Yes. So where do I? I don't know. But I guess I'll just take my papers and leave. The Irish guy. I only know one. I know a couple Irish guys working in Hollywood. They're all been reti- forced into retire early retirement because there's no work for them anymore. Well, it's this tough. Is getting bleak. Well, I'm just saying, but that's like that's the face <laughs> of like. So what's the alternative? Okay, so historically there was all white, all writing teams were all white guys. Look at the seventy shows, eighty shows, all white guys, right? Almost no women. And the shows no were writers. better then. Shows were much better then, and not because they were white guys, but because they were all trained veteran writers. Well, they just drank and skilled. smoke and didn't give a shit. But I mean, they also they had to be good. They they were only hired because they were good writers, and it was brutal. And if you didn't, if your show sucked, you were fired. Whatever. So not that one hundred percent of them were great writers, but those were where the great writers tended to go. But now, like you said, now they're just now there's a different hiring policy. They're not looking for great writers, they're looking to fill out a cast like you would cast a show. They're casting a writer's room, looking for certain kinds of people. And they uh, that show the one day the remake of One Day at a Time. They did the Hispanic version that killed me. The, the produ- executive producer of the show went on Twitter and actually labeled by sexuality, ethnicity, and gender 
the percent of the staff of the of the staff, the writing and creative staff of the show. It said we're fifty-eight percent women, we're twenty-three percent gay or lesbian, we're ninety percent the ethnic minority, whatever it was, and like Yahoo and like you. I'm like, well, is that weird that you keep stats like that? And you know stuff like that, and you're hiring like that. Is that weird? Because that didn't happen by accident. It was not like that. It was like you huh. blindly picked the hundred best people and. 85% of them turned out to be Puerto Rican. It didn't happen. That didn't no, happen and, that way. And, and it would reflect on your show, too. And, and yeah. that's not to say, like, I don't think it was perfect back then by any means. No. Like, of course, there's a lot of... Wanda Sykes maybe strikes me as a, a very funny mm-hmm. black love lesbian woman yes, love uh, who checks a lot of boxes. She's one of my favorite black and, lesbian comedians. And, of course, she should, you know, de- deserve a, a spot. But now, like, I, dude, I fucking... Because I'm writing a pilot, which I'm going to plug uh, probably next time. Um or finalizing it, whatever. Um, I watched a bunch of pilots in order to sort of figure out how to write a pilot. And I watched Patriot, which is written by a white guy. Love Patriot. I think it's the best show I've ever seen. Love it. It's really good. Did you watch both seasons, by the way? Yes. It's just great. Steve Conrad. It's amazing. (laughs) Yes. I then watched... uh, I'm not sure sure how it got made at all, but that's how good it is. I think only weirdos probably enjoy it, yes. but I certainly like it a lot, <laughs> and it's a very smart show. Yes. Uh, I then watched Breaking Bad. By the way, the, the scene where the French guys with the small micro penises are at the stall. Hilarious. It's, just like it's the, deprecating. It's just so honest. It's so overly honest. I don't, I don't get why. I, I don't know. I think Amazon's marketing sucks. They just didn't market it at all. They I know to. women uh, are fascinated with murder. Mm-hmm. And if they would have just marketed it like uh, murder people mystery. get murdered. European murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. To, or just just say kill murder. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd get it. It's a great show. Um, it's like a twin twin peaksy version of like the CIA. Breaking Bad, Ozark. Yeah. I'm saying I watched all the yeah. pilots. Yeah, and I think I well I I don't know I I know for a fact that um, Patriot is written by a, a white guy. He, right. He, he's a happens he's a to be a white man that, director, that yeah. writes them himself. Mm-hmm. Then, to sort of mix it up, after I was watching all these pilots, I watched Orange is the New Black. Oh, God. And it sucked. Yeah. It was, like, really unclever and unfunny. And it's I kind totally of Totally on the nose. Everything was on the nose. Got the impression, which I had sort of, like, heard in the ether of, like, well, we hire all fucking lesbian fucking transgender writers. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that shows. Yeah. Because it sucks. It's not well, funny. Here's the thing. I think like if you're making a show for lesbian transgender people, it does make sense to have a lesbian transgender writer room heavily at least. Not because people that aren't that can't relate to it, but if you're writing that specific content to appeal to that specific of an audience, then it makes sense to have people like well, if, you know, if I'm if I'm like reading a surfer magazine, I want to read articles by surfers, right? I don't know. I don't want to read an article about you know surfing from a person who's never surfed. If it's that specific, if it's like by surfers for surfers, well then why would okay? okay. So if this is by if this is by tranny lesbians for tranny lesbians, there should be tranny lesbians creating the show. Okay, uh, okay I'll, yeah. I guess I'll agree with you. But then why would Netflix be pumping it if it's for one percent of the population? That's that's di- that was because it's a, a virtue signal. We can win a lot of awards doing this kind of shit. It's new. It's they can pay, it's ping it as fresh, all that kind of stuff. Whereas a patri- whereas Patriot uh, is different, and they put no money behind Amazon, but no money behind marketing. Didn't even give a shit Zero. about it. Zero, because they can't push a show by a white guy about a white about a troubled white guy, <laughs> you know, in an all white company, in an all white company, 
doing shit with all white people in Europe. It's just like there's actually like, it's one of the whitest shows ever. <laughs> one of the whitest shows ever. It's super white. All the black dude is the funniest guy. <laughs> the show, the show, the HR guy. Oh yeah, uh, well they, they had to. It, it is a super white show. Yes. But so, so is Succession. I mean, yes. So if like most of TV, if it's successful, is uh, rich people behaving poorly. Yes, and you could translate that into any different. But, but, I mean, was, but there should be a diversity of inbound, like so the t- diversity of talent. You should create a. I think you probably maybe agree with me. There's we should try to create a diversity of talent versus a diversity of hiring. We have created an abundance of so-called diversity to the point that there is no diversity. Yeah, I'm sorry. I walk around town. I yeah. I don't think every person I meet in line at the fucking Ralphs is a black lesbian. In fact, it's you know they're a, a, a minority, and and it bothers me. But well, I, but that's in the cast. But I'm not casting. like I, I can't. Like well, they, NBC has diversity showcases. Yes. And oh, they all have it. The women, the women's like in, the women. There's like every studio has like 85 women's internship programs, apprenticeship. And a programs. lot of people I know have benefited from it. And I, I, you know, it's it's good for them because there are talented people that have been marginalized in the past. Why? But why are they not? So why is like somebody? I would think like right now, if you were like a black director who was really good, people, everyone would be looking for you. Like it's not like it's not it's not. Like, like, is there like an actual racism against those people working, or is like, is being a black young black director now like really hot in Hollywood? Like that's who they're looking. Like that seems like an advantage now. Huge advantage. Yeah, versus maybe thirty, forty years ago, whatever it was, it was probably a disadvantage in some ways. Uh, but uh, clearly it's, now it's, it's got to overcorrect yeah. itself. So it's like, oh fuck! So I didn't make it as soon as I thought. Yes. Well, now I'm <laughs> fucked. Yes. But like, I don't. I don't want to. The problem is, like, I have no problem stating these opinions because I I don't have a problem with it. But the fact is, I'm not a, a fucking racist weirdo. It's hard to, and but, so yeah. then if if you were to even like express that by some lazy intellectually inferior cons, uh, you would just be put into a group of of people who um, like hate other people. Yes. And, and I really do not. And that's why even when, and we're not going to have time to talk about it today, but even like someone like Dave Chappelle, who's weird, but when a minority comes out... He seems to be losing his mind. Yeah, but when like a a successful minority guy, well, even if I can look at all the shit Jay-Z's taking for working, signing a deal with the NFL, which is the most, the craziest thing in the world. I never even figured out I just saw the headlines. I don't even understand. Like what the, they were talking it's about. Kaepernick and Eric Reed and like the the the, the or people in the NFL are like calling him a sellout. By the way, by the way, this makes no sense whatsoever. They're calling him a sellout for taking a big deal with the NFL because they're still trying to get the NFL to become more. You know, he's uh, married to a chick that went on a talk show and had a fake baby <laughs> in her. Not just Have that. you seen that clip? She had a foam baby. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been a sellout for what a while. Jay Z, yes, but. Eric Reed's taking a six million dollar paycheck for the NFL every year. All Jay Z is doing is like going to get a sixty million dollar paycheck from the NFL. I don't understand like the real difference is like if you're really against the NFL because they're the plantation owners and they're whatever it is, why are you taking Eric Reed? Why are you taking a paycheck to work for them? Yeah. A massive paycheck. And why is Jay Z not allowed to get in on that money? I don't understand how Play for that... like Ice Cube's big three or some shit. And you're not like so if you're so here's a if you're a black, rich black businessman, you shouldn't do business with the NFL. But white guy, it's okay, like we're not going to boycott well, that you. That kind of thinking is never going to get you up. It's <laughs> no. funny that people, like people that know have no concept of of wealth, think that like Jay Z is super rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's doing quite well. Yes, he's it, not like NFL owner rich, but he's very successful. By the way, he seems to hire promote black guys and everything like that. So 
just there's a huge double standard. But like when Chappelle came, called out like the cancel culture and his thing, like there was an immediate backlash because one thing people hate is when like a black dude or you know, whatever someone a minority comes out and notices the shit we're talking about. Like Chappelle say, like the best guy should get the job, right? And they freak the fuck out because when someone like a black guy says that, they can't go after him for being a racist. So they're like, kind of like, everyone gets really lost and really angry, and then says, you know, brings up, like, I don't know, he abused his girlfriend like 18 years ago or some shit like that. It's such a horrific. Chappelle? No, I'm just saying, making that Sorry. up. Like, they can't, they can't call him like a white racist. So they have to come up with other thing, like some other horrible thing about him that he's a misogynist. They call him a misogynist. So they call him a misogynist. Right. Or that he makes jokes about Asian women. I think he's married to an Asian woman. That he makes jokes about Asian women a lot, or Muslim women and burkas and stuff. Right. So they have to discount, everyone has to be discounted. So it is really a tough. I don't want to give credence to the people who are doing the straight pride parade, but there is this sort of like, you know, it sucks when like Kirsten Gillibrand, when she's the senator, goes to like a poor white area, working class white area where they've lost all of manufacturing and everybody's out of work and tells them what privilege these white people like have. Like, you know, imagine like somewhere in Alaska where everyone's out of fucking poverty rate is like 70% and they have this fucking chick come in and tell you like how privileged you are to be white. You'd be like, what? Like she'd have probably got her ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? Like she's like, okay, yeah, you, you are much less likely to get shot by the cops, I suppose. But like everything else is worse. <laughs> like everything else is worse because you can't not only poor and, and, and disenfranchised, but you can't even apply to like the Warner Brothers internship to get to get a writing job because you happen to have white skin. So you're really fucked. You're really fucked. It, it fuck. It, it's it's fucked. And like I'll be talking to some fucking Trump supporter retard <laughs> yes. who happens to have a GED, and like he will say something like, uh, "You know, Hillary sold all of her uranium uh, to Russia." And I, I will have to say, actually, what you're saying is factually incorrect. Um, she was on a board of the Energy Department mm. as Secretary of State, uh, which approved the sale of a South African. Uh, Oil company or not? Is that how you gas. speak when you come back with your retort? Your retorts are like. Well, I would have to yeah. only try and be. Doesn't matter. About Doesn't it. matter. What's the point? And so then you explain like, okay, you heard this on the news and you're stupid. Yeah. And then it's like, well, you're an elitist. Like, okay. <clears throat> um, but then you get back. I know that you're yeah. not an elitist in that you, you know, you grew up from fairly humble means. I grew up in Fairbanks, Alaska, a very crime-ridden coal mining fucking town. Right. And my dad was a teamster, which um, that's not, uh, he wasn't the CEO of fucking Exxon. Yeah. How am I elitist because I fucking know more than you? Yeah. Well, that's, so you should be in the straight pride parade because you need to vent. Like, yeah, maybe so. So between the, uh, the, the uh, guys you want to like uh, mass support everybody or uh, wear Proud Boys t-shirts or go to uh, you know Charlottesville alt right uh, stuff like that. I'm not down with that. No, obviously not. And then the other side, which is just like be the guy who just puts up with the fact that you're now in a world where you are derided because of historical imbalances of the past before you were born. You now are disenfranchised. I'm not down with that either. They can't complain and aren't allowed to complain I'm, about I'm it. Aggressively butting up against it. Or, yeah, but it's like what? Uh, but that have, doesn't mean I'm a fucking. I'm not going to turn into a fucking racist. To now. me, the thing is always like to say like, this is the solution I have, which is just like say like, you know, best person for the job, best person for whatever. But obviously, we need to increase the opportunity. We need to increase the inbound opportunity of everybody. Everyone should have the same opportunity to get great or talented or to get whatever. But then when it comes to like the 
final decision, and that has to be like colorblind. That has to be blind, right? That has to be like you can't have like say that like white guys not should not apply for this job. That's still just a form of discrimination of racism. And, and and I mean, I'm not saying like let me just say this: since when were 20 year old Mexican chicks into improv? <laughs> right, right. You know, I think Bill Murray and uh, you know Aykroyd and those guys. It was probably in their genes a little bit. They yeah. didn't say like, "Well, here's how I could sort of make some money." Right. You know, they started doing it because they when they were like eight years old. They was they were compelled to. Yes. It wasn't like you know they fucking showed up and were like, "Okay, so am I in the exec class now or or what?" If you wanted to open up like high school classes, improv classes, young people, teens, and made it really like really reached out to a diverse people, that'd be great. I think that's great. Yeah. Find out who really loves it, who's really good at it. But you can't make the final step in the process the step where you try to rectify everything because then you're just fucking people. You know That can't be the, like the hiring or the who gets into the college or whatever it is. The final decision paper can't be the place where you choose to rectify the situation because then you're just necessarily fucking over people who are complete innocents. Yeah, you're just overstepping yes. the whole process. Then you're telling you're the, just cutting in line. Then you're just telling the kid from Youngstown who's like dad was kicked out of the shoe company or whatever, doesn't, hasn't worked in 10 years, that you're privileged and therefore you don't deserve that you don't deserve the same opportunity, which is hilariously ironic because talk about privilege, yeah. And I don't think a lot of these. I think some some of these um, people who you know minorities or 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 even white, I, I, the people doing it. I think some of them get it, and I think some of them don't. No, I agree. Yeah, I mean, every time I hear Cory Booker talking about being disadvantaged, I always laugh a little bit, you know, because he's just his. Weren't his, we talking about gay football players yeah, earlier? Yeah, <laughs> Cory Booker, but like, it's right. It's like you can still you can game. I see this guy. I always remember this guy. I want to end on this. There's this guy I remember from high school. Nice guy, nice enough guy, but he had a Spanish, Hispanic, or Spanish surname. He was the whitest skin color wise, the whitest kid, blue eyes and blonde hair I'd ever met in my entire life. He looked like a fucking Icelandic. You know, Viking. Is he whiter than I am? He was just white, just plain old white, you know? Just a white. Yeah. Just a white guy. His name was fucking Rick. Okay. His name was Rick. It literally, his name was Rick. And <laughs> <laughs> that's how white he that's was. That's pretty white. Yeah. He could have had like a thing on his name. He could have been working like at a garage, like an auto repair place with the name Rick on it, had a Budweiser in his hand, you know? I feel like they've only made that industrial repairman shirt. Rick is <laughs> yeah. just what it comes with. Yes. All right. They're all named Rick. And but he had a Hispanic surname. I think he had some, uh, you know, Spanish or maybe Mexican. But he was like the like the rich white people in Mexico background, like his grandfather or something. So you know, obviously never, never, never the suffering Latin American type of fucking Hispanic surname. And he got into the UC system under that because of that. Um, he got to qualify as the Central American. Whatever, hard to get into. Uh, back then, it certainly was. You got to you Berkeley. You mean like Berkeley? Yeah, you got to Berkeley. Oh, yeah, uh, Berkeley's pretty exclusive. Uh, they had, back in the day, they had quotas. They oh, yeah. since outlawed them. They had quotas, so uh, Hispanic Amer- Hispanic Americans filed under one. You filed separately as a Hispanic American. He got in. He wasn't a dummy. It wasn't like he had like a C average. He got to Berkeley, but he clearly jumped ahead of some other kids who didn't get uh, in. If you have a C average in high school, you might be a dumbass. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is, it was like he was like he wasn't even borderline. He was probably under borderline, but like he was a decent enough student. But there are clearly a lot of Asian students, let's say, for instance, who are much stronger than didn't get in. Probably. And and I just saw recently he he actually went on to like uh, whatever had a great career. I see his name sometimes and some stuff. He works in works in, in California still. And he's become very successful. And I always thought about like that was the guy like who gamed the who totally gamed the system. Now what's he supposed to do? Like say 
You know, if you've got a Hispanic grandfather, I say I'm not Hispanic just because I'm so white and blonde hair and shit like that. I don't know, but like that guy clearly game this. Pretty much the premise of Blood In, Blood Out, except that's a prison movie. <laughs> well, Gladwell, uh, you know Malcolm Gladwell yep. had a thing, and I guess I'll butcher it because I'm uh, tired. But he um, he had a thing about how uh, Ivy League schools were hiring black um, black kids out of high school mm-hmm. because of a quota. Hire, you mean taking them to college? Did I just say hiring. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Enrolling. Accepting. Accepting, yeah. Well, if you think about it, hiring. Yeah, they're, basically they're, pretty much. If they play football, yep. Um, no, no, no. But just, no, like in the law schools. Yeah. So like Harvard, Yale. And it turns out like even though these kids are pretty smart, they weren't, I, I mean, they were gifted this thing. And yeah. so they were behind the curve. Yes. Sorry. Oh, you mean because they weren't they weren't qualified to, to be? They there. weren't quite as qualified. Yeah. Usually, and so their peers that didn't get these handouts that went to like sort of second or third tier law schools, yeah, ended up being much more successful. Oh, absolutely. And you know, he uh, Gladwell's a uh, well, black Canadian Jamaican, whatever the <laughs> fuck, he's a fucking black guy. So he, you know, he was making this point against essentially, um, you know, quotas, and yes. it, and it made a lot of sense. Well, because. Again, you're taking the final step and saying we're going to rectify the situation in the final step by like putting. And I, I've told you a story before about I have many friends uh, work as writers in Hollywood, but the writers' room now are all they have diversity hires, right? And it doesn't mean there aren't like talented black or women or other people that are working there because they deserve to, but they also just hire people specifically because they're diversity hires or they come out of the diversity internships or apprenticeship programs. Yeah. And it, regardless Which of... Which a white guy couldn't get into in the first get place, into. by the way. So they're put on these staffs as like, uh, uh, because they have to be. Uh, there has to be a quota of, of a certain number of diversity people on the staff. They're doing that. And so, and he says they always are under, they're always underwhelming. They're always like, feel like they didn't deserve to be there. Even if they're talented, you don't get the most out of their talent because they're they kind of came in the wrong way, well, and imagine, they understand that. Imagine to to back yeah. up your point. If you were a twenty one year old black chick, or, or or woman of any sort, or guy, and you walked into a room and it was me, you, and let's just say some people we know, like mm-hmm. uh, fucking, I don't know, five pretty funny, somewhat well well read guys. Mm-hmm. So it's Bill Burr shooting the shit, busting the chops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Do you you probably don't actually belong there. Uh, until you pay your dues, you don't belong until you pay your dues. And B, you're not. So it's not. It's not the kind of thing. Like that's why I said, like that last step, putting you in the actual job of creating a TV show or creating whatever you're creating, whatever you've gotten into college or work to do. That's the wrong step to be doing that at, because, like you said, with the Malcolm Gladwell thing, it's not helping the person you think you're helping, and it's hurting everybody else. And there's a, a resentment factor, and then you lose your self esteem because you realize that you're not meant to be there. So instead of actually starting when they're eight years old or fifteen years old and having find these these programs to help people earn their due, pay their dues, earn skills, learn stuff, so when they're twenty five they're ready to join that world, you're just taking people and like automatically putting them into these spots they're not ready for. Well, I okay, and it su- and it sucks that it is mostly. You know, it but sucks. I don't really yeah. agree with you in yeah. terms of the general job market because I I think that like I really do believe in. Uh, affirmative action because I know that d- discrimination is a real thing. However, it's just that these really good jobs, <laughs> like, yes. you know, no one's complaining about, like, I, I don't think anyone gives a fuck if you want to work at Jiffy Lube. No. And you're a black guy or, no. or a Mexican chick. Yes. Okay. Can you, uh, you know how a nut works? You screw that off, you drain that oil out. That job sucks. 
jobs that where you sit around musing about things. Yes. Love and, those jobs. And you get paid five thousand dollars a week. Love those jobs. Those are the jobs. Yes. So it's it's not like um well, you're saying those are the jobs. They're that, being discriminant about oh. the types of jobs yes. that are eligible for this sort of oh, I see what reverse you're discrimination. Where they're, well, they're fighting the battles. Well, there's a way to look at it. Is, is mostly, so like 20 years ago, it was all white dudes in a room at all these TV shows. Just was. So it, the question is, is that because there was active discrimination or because the, the showrunner was tr- hiring the best people possible? Or it's you, both. Or because people tend to hire people, especially in comedy or things like that, that are like them because they get along with each other and they kind of like like their sense of humor and they think they're talented because they relate it's to those people. It's a combination better. of a lot of things. I mean, if you look at so let's just say David Letterman, right? Mm-hmm. So the people that wrote for David Letterman yeah. were comedians yes. that were doing stand-up comedy and that started doing it and sucked at it for a long time and and because they and they had nothing else to to offer the world and that they thought this was their only chance right. of expressing themselves and potentially marrying a chick that wasn't disgusting. And <laughs> yeah, they worked true. their fucking asses off. And yeah. as I could say, I fucking started doing it when I was 18, and I fucking bombed and subjected myself to humiliation yes. and horrible road jobs that didn't pay anything, and it took a long time. And so those are the type of guys that get hired because they are the peers of Letterman who did the same thing. Sure, and he, right? respect, he respected them. Um, if there was a 19-year-old Filipina woman out doing the same thing, I certainly would would hold her in equal esteem. Yeah. However, what if she wasn't? There funny? aren't. <laughs> no. There aren't. And yeah. and there's plenty of women writers. I mean, you know, Sarah Silverman. She, you know, like for example, Tina Fey. Love Tina Fey stuff. Plenty of them. That, yeah. That paid their dues, but you. That's it's a not, process. That's not to say like. Oh wait! I've seen this on TV. I can do this now. Yeah, that's not that. That's not okay. No. And by the way, there's not like it was never like young white guys who were being hired. It was always like guys who've gone through the shit for many years. Guys that were too ugly to be on camera. Yeah, but also guys who like did shitty jobs for a long period of time. It wasn't like guys who were 22 were being rewarded with like six figure writing things because it wasn't like it wasn't like the internet culture. It wasn't like developing an app. No, there was, that never happened. Worked. They There's no like, overnight success. There's no such thing as an overnight success in this in that business. Uh, absolutely not. Although now it's quite a bit better. But yeah, they all looked like Steve Bannon, just crusty, eating <laughs> yes. fucking you know Panda Express at night, talking about you know like stupid plots and shit. Dude, when I first my first meet Hollywood meet in L.A., I only knew one. They always said find your who your family or connect, friends or friends know and stuff like that. Connect you know network start networking. I didn't know anybody. I had a cousin who knew a guy he went to high school with, who he hooked me up with in L.A., who after like two months met me at like a, some fucking Denny's or something. And this guy was like, he was a writer on, on some sitcom at night, so he was a success story. He was probably 35. He was so fucking pale, coked out of his mind, jittery, chain-smoking, looked like he was going to die by 40. I mean, and he was like, and he was talking about like being up to two in the morning every night, started, you know, whatever it was. Divor- I think already divorced, and it was just like, I thought, like, I'm not doing this. Like, I don't want to be a TV writer because I thought I was going to meet, like, a cool dude <laughs> who was, like, like you said, like, just, like, hanging around Steve Martin or whatever it was, just, like, making a funny shit. No, it's like, these guys are fucking anxious, drug-addicted, caffeine-addicted, unhappy, bitter, you know, die-young, die like, people who probably half of them are committing suicide now, right? It's a, it's a really unhappy business, 
And I thought, like, I don't want to be this guy. His hands were fucking shaking and stuff. It was like noon at lunch. He looked like he'd been like a goth. You know, it was just like ridiculous. Like, and it was just like, that's the guys. Those are the fat guys or the skinny guys, overly skinny guys, overly caffeinated, very anxious, very unhappy and miserable fucks, right? That's comedy, right? I mean, that's kind of what it is. (laughs) I mean, I guess, yeah, if, if you have a daily... Like a Monday through Thursday. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are guys. Those guys, and they worked like fucking eighteen hour days. I feel like if you're on Saturday Night Live, it's like, well, you essentially take a week off every other. Those I mean, I'm sure still. it's still very stressful, but yeah, it was just I think those people are prone to stress because they're all. Fucking... I just couldn't imagine like if you were doing, yeah, like the Tonight Show. But if you're doing stand up, you're still doing multiple gigs a week and getting fucking in front of fucking ten drunk people to start out, and you're fucking still getting shot down and booed at and all that crap. It's still Dude, like a it. It's it, a, it's an apprenticeship, right? I was fucking eighteen years old, and I and I didn't, I didn't really give a shit. If I if I you know all those guys started like Letterman, they, the Seinfeld, they all started like going to the clubs at fifteen. They all had the same thing. They all started going to fucking shitty ass bars, with like fifteen at Chris Rock, like at fourteen. Yeah, I think everyone that had the opportunity, but I mean, yeah, like in those town ta- in the bigger city in the bigger cities, but they were like they were into it at, like as teenagers, and they were fucking. Doing it for no money or losing money or paying money to get on stage and be booed and all sorts of fu- they paid a lot of dues, man. Yeah, I I've never seen, and this is an absolute fact. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I've never seen a female comic not get handouts that surpass that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That process. Yeah, and there's obviously there's obviously fucking a few Alicia Wood. Yeah, uh, shout out, but it's not common. No, and you don't have to have a, a fucking what's his name doing masturbating in front. As a guy, you don't have, to have what's his name masturbating in the green room with you. <laughs> you know, there's some shit that women have to go through. I see, or the owner filling them up, or whatever the fuck's going on. There's some shit they have to go through, and then they, you know, and, and then the, there is a discrimination against female comics in general in terms of the audience. Well, yeah, because I think they would say that you know it is sort of a rapey culture or mm-hmm. sort of a bro like a macho culture, and that's true. Um, but so is football because you know the guys can hit each other harder. And I'm really sorry today we didn't get to discuss what if we're talking did. about like a bar. <laughs> yes. Like you want to waltz into a theater? Yeah. Okay. Well, who else has that opportunity? We're talking about disgusting a bar at midnight, horrible <laughs> yes. bars with bikers Off in casinos and fucking. You ever been to uh, Mesquite, <laughs> yeah, right. Nevada? Right. Up in the top room there, <laughs> you're gonna have to be aggressive, you know, and. And it's uh, it's ugly and drunk and people are bitter and angry. I get it. I mean, I, I just think this doesn't this doesn't seem to really rectify. I'm not joining the straight pride parade. I think I'm still fucked up, but I think we're still like don't have. I, I can see where the I can see where the anger, not the incel anger, comes from, but I can see where the anger comes from of like just an acknowledgement, legitimate. And then there's, and then there's no way to represent yourself as a white guy who's being disadvantaged. There's just no there's no way that any of those people have found out without being fucking lambasted even by their own peer well you wouldn't know what it's like couldn't you say that about anything by the way yes well you don't know what it's like to be a black woman Uh, (laughs) well that's true do you know what it's like to be a white guy i don't believe you do because but uh, but even the other white guys in hollywood then have to make mock you as being white privileged guy if you should ever complain about it because that's their only hope those guys already got their jobs they got their jobs they got grandfathered in or they're scared that that's the only way they can keep their jobs or the only way they can get their jobs by kissing up and oh yeah part of that culture like fucking dude Damon and Affleck 
I think yeah. they their management, whoever their PR people are, saw that Weinstein thing coming a oh while, my god, yes. way back, and yeah. they were like, "Why don't you guys just start talking about liberal stupid shit like constantly, <laughs> just so like we'll have a buffer." There was when, it, when it's really shitty. obvious that you were just like friends with the guy. I gotta show you the picture I have, and there's a video clip too I put together. Like uh, Clooney and Damon were out before Weinstein broke. They had this suburbia movie or whatever it was called, Suburbicon or some shitty movie like three years ago. Sounds shitty. Never. That heard Clooney of it. made. It was at the Toronto Film Festival, and Damon's in it. And they were like around going doing the junkets, and they were like they're buddies, laughing. Clooney, Damon, funny guys, just guys, guys. All the interviews, like, oh, it's on set humor, jokes, all this stuff like that. What's it like to make a movie with Clooney? Always oh, so handsome and whatever. All this stuff. Just every still photo of them is like them giggling, laughing, having a great rap pack, right? right? And then after Weinstein breaks in the middle of that junket, and they still have to do the promotional tour for the movie, faces somber, solemn, solemn somber, talking uh, about how women are mistreated in the business. <laughs> like, no more, pra- no more stories about on set practical jokes, all about like, you know what? How do we get women in the business? How do all stuff. It is so. It is such a kiss-ass business that you have to be on the right side of it. So again, like if you're that guy, I mean, you if you're the guy who's been fucked out of a job because of your skin color, and now it's a different color, or because you're straight, you can't make it. Whatever, you have nowhere to complain to because even your like your bros have now <laughs> like cannot commiserate with you. So you end up in a fucking straight pride parade in Boston with the only fifty people in the world who will fucking complain hear, hear you complain and care about it. Yeah. Yeah. And now your only recourse, especially in Boston, you're like, well, remember when the Irish were discriminated against like 55 years ago? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like this shit. All right, man. That's our show for today. You got something you wish to pimp and promote? I do not. You got I, some of the pilot I, thing. You're teasing. You're yeah, teasing it, dude. No, I'm teasing something pretty good. Um, you're we, teasing it pretty. You're teasing it like Jamie Foxx does his new girlfriend. We, we his might, new girlfriend. We might be catered next time. Um, oh wow, I like that. What you don't like my popcorn and fucking? I got the vegan cookies for no, you. No, I appreciate it. It's right. oh, are they vegan? Whole food. I so, could tell. Someone was. I was in a, a, a meeting this week, and someone asked, like, "What is the epitome? What is a brand?" To you, there's the epitome of women buying for just social purpose, or like for just social peer joining in, part of the gang, upscale like women in, in L.A. I said Whole Foods. Like yeah. the only reason you shop at Whole Foods is because you get the Whole Foods bag, the tote bag, to carry around to show you how at Whole Foods, to run into other people at Whole Foods. The chicks at Whole Foods are so hot. Oh, my God, yes. To be a Whole Foods girl, you're actually paying twice as much for, le- for like crappy food because it's Whole Foods. That to me is the epitome of like in the in the tights. Yeah, like the uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you call them yoga pants, spandex, the yoga, the workout like, pants. Imagine if athlete athleisure. Could you wear. imagine wearing those type of pants? <laughs> no, I'm like, dude, I can see all of your uh, anatomy. Yeah, um, it's like you're. They're actually like our pick, and there's like. The arguments of like I remember the Kardashians have this were like because their fucking camel toes were showing like and they're like walking out. Well, to I, be fair, their pussies are real beat. But I'm just saying it actually literally does show basically the outlines of genitals. Yes, and it's like and you're, you're wearing them to the store to go grocery shopping, <laughs> like as if I don't know what you're doing. And it's not like you're even in an all female environment like at a yoga studio where no one gives a shit that like no, there's know. like several homeless people like <laughs> yes. feeling grapes in front. Yeah, of there's like. There's like dads. I mean, it's like it's a it's clearly a co-ed environment and homeless people and shit like that. But I think Whole Foods to me represents like that. That thing. That Whole Foods are buying a Range Rover to me are like the two things that like women in L.A. do simply for the social value of simply for the social value of the I shopping experience. 
Uh, yeah. Like, why else would you go? To, why else would you go to fucking Whole Foods? And like, by the way, Ralphs and all the other stores have all the same organic stuff now. They've all opened massive. I've organic never stuff. approached any of the women, although they can see that I'm looking at them. And, yes. and they don't. They actually welcome it. But I've actually never talked to them. So I, I, now that I think about it, Whole Foods. Yeah. In in L.A. is like the uh, straight woman equivalent of a gay bathhouse. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Should Although, I start? Should I get kicked out of Whole Foods? I don't uh, know. Oh, you mean that you shouldn't be allowed in there? No, I'm saying should I actually when when you make eye contact with a chick who's clearly bored and has no job? Yeah. and is it Whole Foods? Yeah. Do you talk to them? Uh, no, I don't. I don't feel like I have anything in common with the people at Whole Foods, and I feel like the women are there to be seen and to be generally. There's some moms who shop, but even the moms who shop there with the kids. It's like why would you? There's a grocery store across the street that carries the exact same product. For forty percent less, but you will not be caught dead in a Ralph's because there's no social cachet to be in a Ralph's. In fact, there's an anti cachet to be in. So industry. if they're there, that means that if I'm a single guy, yeah, you know, I've I've lost five pounds recently. Now, like, am I supposed to? I don't en- think you're supposed engage? to hit them. I don't think so. I don't think so. Or is it just a, for their own? This is just their. It's like Soul Cycle, of like going to dance, and it's then, like Soul Cycle. Yeah. I don't think you can hit on people in Soul Cycle. I think if you are, you're like laugh mocked endlessly. If you're the dude who hits on people like a, a right. aerobics class, I just had a horrible vision of myself like lingering at the salad bar. <laughs> if you're the straight, if, like if you're, I've never been to an aerobics class. I've seen there's always some guys in there, and I assume most of them are gay, but some of them are straight clearly. And I always think like if you're the straight, if there's like 40 women, like five gay guys and one straight guy in the aerobics class, are you allowed to like be the straight guy who hits on the women after the class is over or something like that? You can't no. really. You're just too. It's not going to work. It's just too obvious. Plus, I heard in yoga, which I've, I I don't like doing group activities, but. Um, <laughs> no. Apparently, when people do yoga, especially in the morning, yeah, uh, there's a lot of farting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't like the. Uh, there's no reason. So right have, there, I'm out. There's no reason to have that human experience. Anyway, uh, yeah. Sorry, MattRelson.net. Which are you still rant? Are you still I, ranting on there? I wrote a funny thing about fantasy. Football. Can I see a reverse? Well, I shortly see a reverse discrimination. Reverse discrimination. White power. No. Nah, white power. I'm thinking about Bumble. I don't know. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm moving above and beyond. But there is a funny fantasy football article. Which you please check out MattRelson.net. This is Lex. Last word. Talk to you next week. Straight white male. I'm so frail. Mama gotta pay my bail. Shotguns and meth are both on sale. I'ma need to treat myself. I only listen to country music. I only marry my second cousins. I only cry when my team is losing. I blame everything on the blacks and the Muslims. Y'all blame me for building the system. Y'all blame me for wages we're paying the women. Y'all blame me for rights to gay people not giving. You blame me for talking when I should just listen. You blame me the same me the praise that we win in and hate me for slavery and lately I'm tripping the daily. You shame me for having opinions on race and our country and everything in it. Fine. Y'all don't gotta be my friends. Y'all don't gotta like white men. Y'all don't gotta hold my hand. Y'all don't gotta have my back. Y'all don't gotta, y'all don't gotta, y'all don't gotta, uh. Y'all don't gotta see my side. Y'all don't gotta be down the ride. Y'all don't gotta do anything but ghost and I'm gonna do me even when it's the most yeah